Hold on to your mug. We're in for a wild night. Welcome, 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 everybody, to episode 80 of Born to be Wild, a wild exclusive Hearthstone podcast where we have fun hanging out with friends, talking about the wild format of Hearthstone and spotlighting members of the wild community. I'm your host, as always, Nate Wolf. It is great to be back on another beautiful Friday evening here in Portland, Oregon. The weather is nice. Fall has officially happened. The the leaves are changing colors and it is quite beautiful. Uh, we skipped last week's show because I was out of town. Um, and Hydra had a work thing, and it was easier to just skip a week, but I definitely missed it. It's very good to be back, and of course, I am joined by two of my favorite people. Hydra, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. Coming at you guys from the greater Vancouver area. It's also a great day, and yes, you're right, Nate. It is. All the leaves are changing outside. It's getting cooler. It's getting darker in the morning. It's that perfect time of year where i drive to work and the sun is in my eyes the whole way (laughs) and i can't see anything i hate that part but other than that i'm doing great i missed everybody it's great to be back after our little break and yeah I'm, i'm really happy for you know what we've got coming up this episode and i'm ready to go should be a lot of fun and of course yeah uh welcome back to the show electric sheep city how are you hail and well met greetings from the city of electric sheep how you doing man nice nice so far so good ready to hang out and listen to our very own goliath the dwarf spin us a yarn yeah i'm very excited to welcome back resident lore master goliath the dwarf uh for those of you who are not familiar goliath has been on the show before uh primarily doing uh, lore episodes is something that's i guess kind of a tradition at this point and uh it's just a lot of fun and we were sort of anticipating having um an announcement for the mini set kind of soon and i think all of that got pushed back a little bit because of the upcoming mercenaries release next week um but we thought hey what the heck let's do it anyways and so uh i'm excited tonight to be talking about some lore with goliath goliath how are you doing tonight i'm doing good it has been uh Bit of an intense week for me with uh, work and everything, but I'm happy to be able to take a break from all that and uh, talk about something that I love. And uh, very exciting for this topic. It's one that I've been hoping for us to get to for a while. Um, Thought we might get to it around the Dark Moon Fair, but events transpired otherwise. So we're playing just a little bit of catch up right now. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, Yeah. And so when we had talked to... to uh, uh, I guess let the cat out of the bag here. We are covering the old gods tonight, lore of the old gods. But when we were talking offline, was like, hey, if we do the lore of all four old gods and kind of the ancillary, like the sort of fifth old god and like the kind of like half like little Ilginoth old god, like we'd be recording for like four or five hours. And so <laughs> it was like, hey, we, we need to break this up. And so tonight is part one of the lore of the old gods and we will be covering Yasaraj if I'm pronouncing that right mm-hmm. uh, and we'll have subsequent episodes in the future for the other old gods uh, and because we missed last week's show uh, we're going to do the normal show like like we normally would and so yeah I'm just I'm excited to be here with everybody though um, 
Yeah, I missed you all more than I thought I would. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, let's let's see what everybody's been up to while we've been gone. Let's start with you, Nate. What's been going on in in your life? Yeah. So uh, we we went to California last week to visit my in laws. Uh, it was a lot of fun, and I, I hadn't seen them in like two years because of all the COVID stuff. And so uh, we flew there. I was really impressed with the uh, airline in terms of their just like the safety protocols and stuff were really well done. And it was really good to see my in-laws um, was was nice. They're getting a little bit older. And so really wanting to kind of uh, spend that quality time when we can. Uh, so that was great seeing them. And I was there when the ladder reset. Uh, so it was really weird, like wanting to play, but not having a computer. But I had my iPad with me. And so um, and then the first of the month landed on, uh, was it a Friday? But I was off work, right? Uh, sitting there playing on the iPad. And... Uh, and so I played exclusively. I hit legend on day two uh, on the iPad. It was it was like it was a terrible experience that I never wanted to again. <laughs> but were you in the bathtub? Uh, no, regrettably. <laughs> Asking uh, the real questions. <laughs> I, I was at the kitchen table, but yeah, yeah. So no deck tracker number one, which I feel like I don't use the deck deck tracker um, very much for helping me play like I, I use it sometimes to help identify what deck my opponent is playing um especially to see whether or not it's like a reno deck uh and i use it for secret tracking so that i don't have to like memorize that stuff and, but primarily what i use the deck tracker for is stats like later to see hey what was my win rate what did i play against and uh, i really wanted to get that stuff down and so i recorded it all on paper which is, uh, what is the picture? I think I had six pieces of paper. It was a total of 98 matches. Like, this was atrocious. Like some, like some uh, obsessive sports statistician or something? <laughs> uh, well, I wanted to see, uh, like, I've been trying to keep an eye on what does the meta look like, and it sort of morphed because uh, last time, like, when I hit Legend last month, I was using uh, the same um, kind of odd, odd quest line Hunter. But the demon seed was everywhere because I did it early. It was before the ban, and you know the deck had a chance against uh, against that. And now that demon seed is gone, uh, this odd questline hunter is like everywhere, and people are starting to hard tech against it. And like it was brutal, man. I, I people were were are really learning how to play around it, and that made it significantly more difficult. Like I hit legend with a forty five percent win rate. Like it was not pleasant uh now oh, granted no. i probably was not playing my best uh yeah i i i like how do i want to say this like i, I was like rage playing like <laughs> i i oh, no. talk about like like a, a square peg into a round hole like that's how i hit legend like i forced it uh it was it was not good for anybody like when I won, I was like, oh, yeah, I did. Your in-laws are staring at me like, is that man playing a children's card game and like getting up and flexing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> While obsessively scribbling on paper at the same time. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, it was <clears> interesting. <throat> so, I mean, what I ended up doing after the fact when we got home was I took all of my paper notes and input them into Google Sheets. 
and, and like had all the data there. And then I, I showed sheep and sheep kind of helped me clean it up. And we've got some little like charts and stuff. Cause I was trying to see, Hey, what does the meta actually um, kind of look like at least the first couple of days and what was I playing against and what were my good matchups and my bad matchups? I actually learned quite a bit from the experience I and mean, I'll get into it later. But anyways, those uh, those papers that you have of what my wife used to refer to as um, my nerd papers, <laughs> because I, I used to play on a tablet on the couch and I would do the same thing because this is before I played on PC. I strictly mm-hmm. played like on my tablet and I just kept notes like crazy. And my side of the couch was just littered with chicken scratch <laughs> notes, like exactly what you're talking about. That's which so is hilarious. Funny. Yeah. So I, yeah, I was just obsessively like taking notes. It was kind of nice though. Cause like I'd run across somebody and like, Oh, I know that person. Uh, and I got dunked on by like, cause I was playing day one. And so I'm facing all the 11 X people and like got dunked on by a couple of big names. It was very demoralizing, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I got there, you know, so I was happy, but I was so relieved to hit legend before, like I had to go back to work before we were, flying back like i had the free time to do it uh but it like i don't want to do that again i think it would be better to be on the computer be in like the right mental state where i could actually focus and play like when i was looking back at i had these stretches of like five six seven losses in a row right like dude take a break after like you lose like three or four in a row take a little break you know you hear people sometimes tell you like just keep pressing play just keep pressing play like that's what i was doing but like I was like, like rage pounding play, and and like I think I was playing pretty well, but it, it was I, I don't know. Anyways, it was an experience, but I, I got there. Yeah, um, I'm I'm a, a firm proponent of if you're not having fun, take a break, take a bath, <laughs> yeah. go, go for a walk, like you know take yourself out of the the bad mental state that you're in and and you know games are meant to be fun wait a minute hearthstone is oh. supposed to be fun i thought this was yeah like- right <laughs> no <Mind blown. laughs> so uh, i i completely understand especially you know wanting to get there asap you know wanting to push play to to, to get up into legend but whenever you're not feeling it I'm, I'm a firm proponent of of take a break and Press play when pressing play feels good. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I mean, so I hit at rank 59, which is good. Really? Uh, solid. But because my win rate was so bad, I was decaying pretty quickly. And so I, I played more over the past kind of week to try to get it back into a good spot. I'm sitting around like 100 right now. Nice. Uh, anyways. Yeah. So let me see what else here. Um, yeah, I think right now I've decayed to about 150 by this point, but still, it's not bad. It's not bad. Uh, in terms of books and medias, uh, like I've still been doing that girl with the dragon tattoo, um, series. I'm in book two, like towards the end of book two, the girl played with fire, which is so good. Like the first one was really good. And the second one is just really good. Um, oh, my face. I thought I, I thought you were saying your mic is cutting out and I was like, wait, what? And then I read your lips. Thank, nope, you. Sorry, Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was one of those. You've got something on your face for a second. <laughs> uh, so the other thing that I, and I've been playing a lot of uh, Diablo two as well. I don't have my little screenshot, but like my, my paladin or my uh, barbarian dude is all buffed out. Hydra and I traded some items, which was fun. And, um, and then I, I, I've been collecting so many like random items for other classes 
I was like, <laughs> I should just make another class and then transfer my items over to that class so they've got good stuff early game. Uh, so I made a paladin. I named him Sir Finley, which I thought was cute. Yeah, um, nice. And uh, it's been fun. Um, I've been I've been like watching old Seinfeld episodes, which is not really my jam, but it's been a lot of fun. And uh, <laughs> but my my recommendation this week uh, is Midnight Mass on uh, Netflix. Just the show like blew my mind. It's uh, I think seven episodes, is it something like that? And um, it's just crazy good. If you can avoid spoilers, like just watch it blind. Don't watch the trailers. Don't watch anything. Like just watch it. The story is incredible. The first couple episodes are a little, a little slow. Maybe it's yeah, very kind of dramatic. It's happened. it's we're like setting the, the the stage, the canvas. But like yeah. the end by the end of episode three, like will just explode your brain, and then like lines up the rest of the show into this just crazy absolute craziness uh it was and then buckle up buttercup i know absolutely nothing about this show so it sounds like it's a good time to get into it oh you will love it hydra you you in particular will love it cool yeah if it it, it it's it's so stephen king it's like small town in the east coast somewhere on a little island and there's, you know, one of the main characters is like recovering alcoholic. One of the other main characters is like a, a, a reverend. And like, it's it's really good. It's just really cool. good. I don't know how to, I don't want to spoil it. Like, yeah, don't. You, I'm... <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta go into it blind, but knowing like, cause you've yeah. been reading the gunslinger books and you were reading um, uh, Salem's Lot, right? Like you will enjoy yeah. this. I, I guarantee it. It's just, it's was like. I don't have words for it. Like it ended and I was like, Oh wow. Okay. Like my brain kind of exploded a little bit. It's like, how do you top this? I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know. It was something else. It was just phenomenal. You'll, you'll laugh. You'll cry. Mostly cry. Get up and dance. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I, that's, that's about it for me. Um, I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just really excited to, to, hang out for the show tonight i was i missed it quite a bit so yeah anyways what have you been up to sheep how are you yeah um i we missed you as well uh here in in the city of electric sheep um also watched midnight mass uh gosh last sunday i think i watched it like from start to finish it yeah yeah so incredible hydra you you watch it in one day yeah i watched the whole thing in one day (laughs) uh hydra you in particular will love it so i i can't wait for you to watch it Um, all right played a fair amount of aggro druid um to about diamond five uh, up to diamond three and then kind of back down to five up and down the you know thereabouts i guess i i peaked at about diamond two Mm -hmm. um it's still early i haven't been like grinding it grinding it um but 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 having a lot of fun um i don't think that aggro druid is like a meta breaker or, or anything like that but it can hold its own. It's a lot of fun. I mean, it's me. It's aggro druid. It's it, it's a build of aggro druid. I'm I'm, I'm gonna gonna jam it and have a blast, right? You oh, just like absolutely. playing the Hazel Bark. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> and and even even if. You you're probably uh, squelched by your opponent. Do you find that you just emote for different occasions, anyways? You shouldn't wake the trees, child. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that as a yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. 
you can't <laughs> do that. We need a. I all right. This is it. This weekend, I gotta get the sound bar set up or whatever it's called, like with the buttons, and so we can have. So we can play things like that. That would be awesome. Yes. Instead of having to say them ourselves in our impressions. <laughs> uh, you know what? You know what we'll have to do though. Instead of the real sound, it's gonna be sheep saying, "Don't you know? Don't wake the trees, child." <laughs> I mean, some of us aren't half bad if we have we have our moments, but uh... <laughs> I'm sorry, dearie. <laughs> yeah. Dude, Anyways, <laughs> so outside of Hearthstone, um, uh, saw the uh, doctor uh, about uh, my foot. Turns out I've got bone spurs. You know, we we had the the X-ray and and all that stuff. So uh, I get to see the podiatrist. On October 18, so I will talk with y'all again before I end up seeing them. <laughs> so that I'm glad that I at least know what's up there, but it's also something that you know, yeah, resting and you know stuff like that is nice, but it doesn't really help it. Yeah. So just kind of waiting until I see the podiatrist, and we'll go from there. Um, you know, been stretching and stuff like that. Try and make it more bearable um but honestly i've been passing out pretty early because in in the, the evening is when the pain acts up the most mm -hmm. uh, the, so i've been going to sleep a little earlier than usual um in media outside of uh catching up on <laughs> catching up on watching all of midnight mass and <laughs> one day um i've been catching up on star wars books lately so i i read all the little like uh, Star Wars canon. I just finished uh, Out of the Shadows this past week uh, by Justina Ireland, and it was really good, really, really good. So now I'm two books away from being caught up entirely. Um, so the the stuff I'm reading right now is what's called the High Republic. It's stuff that happened, you know, like back in the day. Yoda is still there, but he's the only Jedi that you'll really like recognize and he, he's just kind of name dropped he, he hasn't been at the very least uh as far as i've i've read in in the high republic he hasn't been like one of the main characters um so uh tim zahn actually has a lot of uh thrawn books in canon as well as in the old legend so it's really really good um i've been in enjoying that a lot it's incredible. Um, so I still, uh, right now I'm reading uh, Race to Crash Point Tower by Daniel Jose Older. That one's much shorter. I think it, the, like the whole audiobook is like three hours, four hours. It's, it's oh. way shorter. Um, and then I have one more book after that, and I will be completely caught up just in time to, uh, you know, read more whenever they come out. Very, very shortly. Nice. <laughs> That's a really fun thing about that expanding universe is that it continues to expand and they, they keep on releasing new stuff and get to keep on, on, you know, expanding that story. So that's a lot of fun. So that's been most of my past weeks, plural, at this point. <laughs> How have nice, things nice. been in Goliathland? Uh, well, um, similar to you in a couple of areas where when I've been going to bed a bit earlier not because of dealing with any pain just because uh, 
Well, I, I did have a, a sore throat for a couple of days this week, and then some co-workers recommended that I start drinking elderberry syrup, and it's uh, good for bursting your, your, boosting your immune system, apparently, and I recovered a lot quicker than expected, so a little health tip for you guys, I suppose. Good, good. Um, but yeah, no, we're in the part where it's getting darker earlier, and so it's just harder for me to keep up the energy sometimes. Uh, the good news is that makes it easier to w wake up on the earlier side if I didn't do that for work. But uh, I've also been really into Star Wars stuff uh, because my dominant game for the past uh, couple months has been uh, the MMO Star Wars The Old Republic, which was actually my very first MMO before I ever discovered Warcraft, and I just kind of got some fatigue from the, the Warcraft gameplay style and uh, just... Like, I'm still, I'm still a lore guy, I still follow the story, I'm just not as interested at the moment in playing the game angle of things, so I decided to go back and get back into my, my first MMO love, and I've really been enjoying it, and uh, they have a new expansion that's coming out uh, near the end of the year, uh, so I'm really looking forward to all that stuff, more lore expansion in that universe. Um, if any of you guys have been... Uh, following the uh, food channel on the Discord, you will mm -hmm. know that I have become a bit obsessed with baking in the past couple weeks. Um, yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm a guy who's uh, moved out into my own place a few months ago and uh, took it as an opportunity to, you know, while I'm uh, the sole provider of my own food, may as well see uh, how creative I can get with all of that. And I always was the person, like, I, baking my own birthday cake was one of my favorite parts of my birthday every year. And I eventually, as I grew up, got in charge of making all the family holiday desserts, like, you know, the, the pumpkin pie for Thanksgiving and the Christmas cookies and all of that stuff. So I've just decided to expand that out. And thus, uh, everyone in the Discord has uh, recently been bombarded with uh, every time I make a new uh, bread or uh, rolls or... Uh, funnel cakes. Whatever. Funnel cakes. Yeah. <laughs> we'll make funnel cakes because I, I will not fry anything. That's, uh, though, though I honestly, over the summer, uh, for my job at the newspaper, I had to cover, cover a couple of fairs. And that was the first time I'd ever seen funnel cakes in real life after hearing a Hearthstone. And so that was the only thing that I could think <laughs> of. Um, all the funnel cake jokes. But yes, uh, just before the show, I actually made a, uh, a new uh, one, a uh, pumpkin peanut butter bread, uh, kind of a, a uh, okay. sweet bread, you know. So I, it's it's pretty good. I tried. It. It's a unique taste, but uh, if you like pumpkin and you like peanut butter, like I do, it's 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 worth a shot. Um, it also made a ton, so I'm probably gonna have to look for some people that I can offload some of it onto, uh, which I gladly would if it were possible to give it to you guys through cyberspace here right, right. Um, i feel like it would get stuck in customs into canada for so long it would never come through right yeah uh, here's so, the real question have you created any chef nomi grease fires yet no but i have <laughs> developed a bad habit of giving myself lots of little accidents uh <laughs> It's like, you know, uh, chopping things up. Oh, uh, okay, got to be more careful with the knife there. Or, you know, grating carrots on the shredder. Oh, oh there it goes. But my hands oh, have gone through a lot recently of lots of minor injuries. Oh, jeez. 
and, and uh, the occasional no, slippage no, no. of hot things from the oven, like I mentioned, I got burned up my thumb uh, recently, and then I cut the same thumb with a potato peeler. Uh, I'm, no, it's you learn things through the school of hard knocks when you're still uh, getting used to them, and, and you'll I'll, get calluses. graduate eventually. Yes, yes, uh, I'll I'll get into it, but but I really I really enjoy it, and it's it's been a nice. Uh, it's honestly been a nice uh, hobby that's helped me to enjoy my own meals better because there's a satisfaction when you cook your own stuff. And uh, also something that helps to uh, keep me away from spending too much time at the computer because I'm at the computer for work because I, I write for a newspaper. And then a lot of my leisure time is games or writing stuff in the computer or things like this. So it's it's been good for me in that way too. Yeah. Hey, I do have... Um... I do have one recommendation for you. Uh, you had posted some bread the other day, and it was a savory bread, but uh, uh, some olive oil with with like a little bit of garlic in it, or I'm sorry, a little bit of uh, uh, vinegar in it. Mm. Really good, really good. You had mentioned you hadn't tried it before, right? It, but like classic kind of Italian, you maybe put a little bit of salt and pepper in it. Yeah, uh, I, I do like I do like the making the uh, the Italian style of bread and, and the French bread. You know, the, you have the long crusty uh, crust. Yeah. As though, as though a crust could be anything else, but uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. I'll, uh, I'll have to say, I have been getting a lot more into herbs and spices than I used to be, realizing just how how much they can really add, and, and they can even be healthy for you. Uh, you know, a bit less on the salt and mm-hmm. sugar, a bit more on the uh, garlic and basil, and uh, it can taste really good and uh, be, be a bit better for your health too. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. And and so good with that olive oil and cracked pepper and mm. Italian seasoning, just. I'm tempted to in. get mm. myself a copy of the Hearthstone Cookbook one of these days, so I can merge the two together a bit more fully. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Two great tastes that taste great together. Hey, <laughs> sounds good. All right, well, uh, Hydra, what have you been up to over the past week? We've been absolutely slammed at work, and this week just flew by and then today right at the the final day of the week before the weekend it was just like a a crapshoot day i don't know what to say it was it was just horrible but funny and entertaining but bad here's basically what happened there was a safety concern that was brought up at work Mm -hmm. and it was kind of being put on the back burner and it was annoying some of the employees that management hasn't dealt with it yet and whatnot. And so one person decided to take it completely into their own hands, shut down the warehouse section of our company, sent out a, a mass email saying they were quarantining the warehouse. They sent an email out to all network users, but they what? CC'd all network users, but sent the email to our CEO and just took it this is just an employee that's kind of just um a laborer in general right and they just i'm shutting it down like took it all into their own hands and created mass hysteria uh people were freaking out because they didn't know what the concern really was people were worried because it was basically over uh mold is what it was about and did the person have five mana But they created mass hysteria. It was mass hysteria. Like it was, people were suddenly getting concerned. They were all so I'm on the health and safety committee. So people asking me questions like, "What's going on?" I ended up uh, with one of the other managers having to 
congregate everybody and give like a big talk, a speech to them all and answering all their questions and like calming everybody down. And it was friends, co workers, countrymen, lend me your ears. Oh, yes. Nothing to fear from the mold. It was, it was, yeah. Oh, no. Mass panic. Um, Basically, it was these products that we had bought from overseas, uh, sat in uh, customs, like, outside in the rain for, like, three weeks or something. And all of the boxes had collected a lot of water. And the, the cardboard started to mold up, like, get mildew, and they stink, uh-huh. and they reek, and they all got jammed in the warehouse. And it just, the smell was disgusting. Right, oh. absolutely disgusting. And um, then these parts that are in the boxes were given to production to assemble, and they all reek, right? And they were they refused to touch them. And then the guy that's running the warehouse was just like, I'm shutting her down, sent out this mass email. It didn't say anything to anybody, just like shut it all down. Didn't exactly go through the right channels to do so. Didn't have the authority to do so. Like, it was... It was it, it was pretty funny to be honest. Did people think there was a bomb threat or something? Or yeah, like it was outbreaker. Well, if I don't say know. anything, if it's they like didn't... we're having an emergency and I'm shutting everything down, it's like, uh, what? I'm sorry, yeah. what now? Yeah, and so just panic ensued, and it was yeah, it was ridiculous. <laughs> I'm glad you appreciated that. I just I thought it was so funny that. Email to the CEO and CC all network users. That yeah, that was great. Yeah. Um, so that happened. Um, it was great. <laughs> uh, as for um, video games, I have spent a lot of time playing Diablo two. Probably way more than I should. I am in nostalgia land. Uh, I have leveled up my sorcerers to level eighty nine at this point. Dude, and wow! That's okay. the year I was born. Ooh, very nice. Um, and yeah, so th- at this point, leveling is very slow, right? Um, oh, yes, yeah. It's you, you. You need millions of experience to move on to the next <laughs> level. So, like, your experience bar basically doesn't move at this point. But uh, so I'm now hunting for gear. I'm doing a lot of grinding for that, farming for certain gear and runes to make rune words to slot into my stuff. And yeah, I'm having an absolute blast. I've been trying to find some discords. I had no luck on Twitter. I put out a tweet seeing if anybody knew anything, but nobody seemed to know. I found one so far. It's a pretty sizable one, which is which is nice. But uh, yeah, I'm just absolutely loving it. And same as you, Nate, I've been collecting gear for my other characters, right? And yeah. uh, it's like, oh, grab this, grab that. Now that you have the shared stashes, it doesn't matter. You basically have unlimited space because you could give it to other characters, log into them, and then move that stuff into their private stash mm-hmm. and free up your shared. Yeah. And this Nate, I'll sounds you- like a bag of holding. <laughs> <laughs> it's been good it to, to allow your newer characters to level quicker because if you have better gear, uh, like it's just easier to to clear the dungeons and stuff. Oh yeah. What I want to know is how do you name your characters? So I saw your screenshot earlier, and I it was just so clever. I don't want to spoil it, but like, how do you come up with your names for your characters? That's <laughs> what I want to know. Well, obviously, I I just named my sorcerers Hydralis because I just wanted to take that name. I didn't know if you were going to be able to have duplicate names or not because yeah. in old old Diablo two you couldn't. 
right? So I first logged on and I snagged Hydralisk, but I have a necromancer um, that's named Danzig. <laughs> and <laughs> that's a classic <laughs> that I've always done. I've always had a necromancer named Danzig because I just think that's absolutely hilarious. Is that a um, reference to something? Yeah, so uh, Glenn Danzig is the was the and I guess kind of is now again the lead singer of the band called the Misfits. They're uh, horror rock punk band back from they started in 1977. They went to '83. They broke up. They came back in the '90s, and they've had since then different lineups and whatnot. But he's rejoined them somewhat recently in the last couple of years to do live shows and whatnot. But if you've ever heard the song "Mother" by Danzig, that would probably be the first one that you probably have heard of basically uh he's a dark sort of gothic looking person and uh, i get it now that's very fitting and And it it um, sounds like a fantasy name and and, and yes there's the logo for for the misfits he's the one who basically started that band with jerry only back in 77 um but uh yeah so I've, I've picked that name i always have to have a necromancer named danzig it's just too fitting you and know then, what like he looks like a necromancer though like he does he really like, does too. hold on i'll put a picture of him up on the screen and you will see what i mean like this dude is like hold he, on yeah <laughs> i actually i've gotten comments on it already i had people friend me because my name was danzig uh, with the necromancer look at him uh, yeah. like did you see that goliath <laughs> holy <laughs> he looks like a walking corpse like like a, a fresh one they he's... call us walking corpses that's actually misfit song <laughs> that is. oh my gosh yeah that's... actually actually I, i'm actually getting on second thought uh dracula vibes a bit too well he was always like super buff too yeah uh, like yeah. jacked yeah, yeah, he always was. All the misfits, that's what they did. They they all pumped iron and there were these huge dudes and they're like leather and giant spikes coming out of their shoulders and they had the the devil lock which is the hair that goes down right in front of your face all the way down uh, to here. It's like this spike that comes straight down. <laughs> yes, that was the style, right? Yes. The, yeah, the devil lock. Um Well, when you say you play heavy metal, I guess it makes sense that you lift some heavy metal, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Nice. <laughs> Yeah, actually, they uh, the spikes that are on their clothes. Uh, fun fact: they made themselves because they're machinists and they work in machine shops, and so they actually use like their lathes and stuff to create like the big spikes that they would put on their leather jackets and oh, all that kind of stuff. Interesting. Honestly, sounds like a standard Warcraft uh, Death Knight armor or something. You know, <laughs> <laughs> huge spiky shoulders that yeah, yeah, would actually be impractical to fight in. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, fit right in at a Danzig or Misfits. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I've been playing the absolute crap out of Diablo 2. I'm having a blast. I, I've learned a lot that I didn't know when I was a teenager when I played the game. So I'm really I'm like it, having fun with it all over again because Wonderful. I leveled up my characters. I would find gear, I would use it, but I didn't know what I'm learning now. And I'm just, I'm having a blast. It's an amazing game. I'm really glad that they decided to remaster it. Yeah, uh, it's been a lot of fun. I, I agree. 
I'm so glad As, you didn't have the disappointing experience of people like they realized they were looking at everything through those colored glasses and like it's not as much fun the second time around. You're actually you're having an enhanced version than what you did before. That's I really that, that's great that you get that experience. There's another layer to it that I didn't like I, I didn't know about. Right. And so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm learning a lot more like different crafting recipes to make stuff I didn't know you could do. <laughs> Like, I had no idea about a lot of it. So nice. it's really fun for me. Um, as for other media, um, I'm reading the Dark Tower series by Stephen King, as you guys know. I'm on the third book. I've, um, <laughs> I, I, I purposely put in the show notes, uh, Sheep, that I've moved on to <laughs> the third book. Um, <laughs> as a little pun for you there. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, it's amazing. I love how I'm coming across these things where he's tying in stuff from his other works. I'm glad that I've read a lot of his other writings because I'm like, oh my gosh, that, oh, that, that, that's from this. And like, it's just the references to his other works is just amazing and sort of like making things more clearer on other things that he's written. Oh, that's cool. It's real. It's just it ties all this stuff together, and it's also the the books are intense and they're comical, and it's this just huge universe that he's created. It's it's really really cool, and it's unlike his other works, which I really like. It's not a scary book. It's it's just oh, like really? this big. No, it's it's a fantasy world that he has oh. created. Yeah. Now you my. I always avoid Stephen King because I'm not really into horror for the sake of horror. But it if you're saying there's a fantasy horror. world. That is not horror. Yeah. There are some kind of like spooky moments, but it's, I mean, you know. A, spooky a lot of... can be fun. This is spooky right. month. Uh, spooky is different from horror, in my opinion. <laughs> Completely. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely not horror. It's this whole world that he has created, universe, really. Mm. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's pretty cool. So I'm enjoying that. I'm going to just keep on powering through these. These books are amazing. I'll almost be sad when okay. it's over. How many um, are there? Sheep is it seven? seven? Seven. So there's seven. There's technically eight because because there's like a a side book um, that came out well well after the the fact. That's kind of like some some side stories, but it's you know ancillary and not really like mm-hmm. part of the overarching story. It's, it's it's ancillary material. So there's seven main books. And did he say that it's done at this point? Like he's not going to expand on any anymore. Uh, he he might at some point re- return to to something. You, you'll you'll see exactly why and how. Okay. It's gonna take me a while. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, because yeah. like I'm that's what I want to know. Like, is there an end game? Like, or am but, I gonna oh, oh, wait yeah. ten years? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. for oh, yeah. the, the, it 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 wraps up okay. completely. Okay, yeah. cool. The, the, there's a a very clear end to that story. Okay, um, that's what I wanted to know. Yes, that's good. <laughs> Uh, so excited to continue that. And um, in Hearthstone, I've been chugging along the rewards track with the, the three accounts. I've been actually, it's funny. I've been playing more on Asia than I have been on the other servers. I'm actually further along there, but all of my accounts are in the nineties on the rewards track. I'm about to ding nice. on all of them to get my, my portrait. Um, I've kept them all pretty even this time around um which is really cool but i will say diablo has taken a lot of my time um <laughs> recently but i've been making sure that i've been logging on i've been playing my games and here's a really cool thing that i noticed actually with the amount i've been playing diablo 
when I log in to Hearthstone, sometimes I, I'll log in when you're playing on three accounts, it can become tedious to complete all your quests and stuff. Wow. And so I, I sometimes I'll log in out of obligation, right? To complete quests or whatever. But with the amount I've been playing a different game, when I logged into Hearthstone, I didn't want to log out of Hearthstone. Like mm-hmm. I wanted to stay. Like I, I was like, oh yeah, I'm having a blast. This is awesome. So I think taking a little break to play another game has been really, really healthy for me and my relationship with this game that we obviously love so much <laughs> that we do this weekly podcast about. So I've been, that was, was a cool experience for me to really, like I was really, really enjoying it. And I was just playing suboptimal decks, like just for fun, like trying to complete quests and just having a really good time. I really have not dedicated a lot of time to the latter other than on Asia this month. I think on NA and EU, I'm still like usually by this point, I'm usually at least a D10, if not D5. <clears throat> but uh, I've only done that on Asia so far, actually. So I'm going to have to uh, pull up my socks and, and jam out some games on the other servers and get myself up there. Last thing, that's a one thing you never want to lose your star bonus. I have like the fear of ever yes. losing your star bonus, right? That is 100% mm-hmm. accurate. Yes. So, like, while you can take a break, you still need to log in and, like, hit that minimum, <laughs> right? But uh, I... I think a deadline. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I decided, I made a conscious decision that I wanted to learn how to play Ignite Mage. And I've picked up the deck. I asked Nate if he knew about a list. He gave me a list from NHL Fan. We can talk about the list a little later. Um, I've taken it to ladder and I won my first game. So I have a hundred percent win rate. Uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> nice. Which I, I, it was like, Ooh, one and done. I won, <laughs> but I'd like to see your guys' opinion on the, on the list later when we start talking about that, but we have a lot ahead of us to, to discuss tonight. So, uh, let's talk a little bit about the listeners sheep, uh, listeners, the listener sheep, the listener series sheep. Uh, what do we have got going on now? Yeah. So we are into the seventh week, the semifinals of our listener series. So the challenge this week is with the whisper chaos comes, which is a, a line that the, the hero Nazoth says, um, so as you can kind of tell by the fact that it's a, a, a Nazoth line, there is an old gods theme for this week. Hmm, convenient. So, yeah. <laughs> the rules for this week. Pick an old god, you know, Cthun, Nazoth, Yogg-Saron, or Yashraj, and build four decks featuring that old god. You can use either version or both, or all three in the case of Cthun, because Mechathun counts. Uh, so you can use both or all three versions of that card to, to satisfy the requirement. Um, so it must be the same old God featured in all four decks, but it can be like, you know, Nazoth God of the deep or Nazoth OG Nazoth um, to, to satisfy those requirements. Um, so it doesn't have to be the same exact card. It just has to be the same old God that is, that is across all four decks. Um, in order to limit meta decks, we did ban quite a few cards. Um, so we banned Call to Arms, Celestial Alignment, Dark Bishop Benedictus, Dirty Rat, Expired Merchant, Ice Block, Ignite, Rigged Fair Game, 
Sage, Seer of Dark Moon, Ships Cannons, Quest Lines, all of them, uh, Hero Cards, all of them, uh, which includes the Galacrons, um, all weapons except for Counterfeit Blade, Necrium Blade, and Sphere of Sapience, and of course the season wide ban of Gen, Greymane, and Baku the Moon Eater. Um, so, quite an extensive ban list this go around because we wanted to kind of incentivize uh, players to not just, you know, throw an old god in and, and have fun with the meta deck, but to actually play old god specific decks. Yeah, um, we were and- really trying because other- otherwise it's like, yeah, okay, here's Pirate Warrior. Oh, and I threw in a Nizoth. You know, but, but I'm not going to play it. And like, we've got a bunch of like little mini lawyers trying to like, you know, find all the loopholes. And uh, so like, no, no, no. We, like, we actually really want you to just play the old gods. Um, and so I'm excited because our players uh, will be casting the matches and the decks. Uh, I, the ones, at least for tonight, look pretty spicy. So I'm excited. Yeah. So speaking of tonight, um, later this evening. We will be casting the match between our very own Schmoopy Daddy and our very own Jordan MG. So stick around if you're watching live. That that will happen right after the show. If you're catching this on the replay, then Nate posts the, the casted matches on YouTube pretty much at the same time that he posts the, the actual episode. So, yeah, um, like tomorrow. If It'll be, yeah. Yeah, and if you're listening to it, then um, uh, check out YouTube because it should be there. Um I imagine that the the other casted match will will be there um, as well, but but for sure the one um, that we're casting right after this will 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 definitely be there. So yeah, that is it for the listener series. We get to uh, dive into some old god action there, um, which will tie in nicely to the theme when we get there. But I'm getting a little ahead of ourselves because. That's what's going on in the listener series. But outside of that, what's been going on in the world of Hearthstone this week? Hydra? Bundles, bundles, bundles. I feel like Team 5 or the marketing team or whatever, whoever puts these out, they're really all over. We seem to have bundles all the time now. Just popping into the store. I I think we may be part of the problem because we buy them all the time. But uh, (laughs) we could... I was joking last week because of the whole Blizzard lawsuit <laughs> that like the, the the timing was like Blizzard has an $18 million payout and there's three golden bundles on sale in the store, like both announced on the same day. And I was like, who do you think is funding this payout? Like, oh, th- three golden bundles per category. So right? six total. <laughs> yeah yeah so we got more i i received some in my shop nate received some in his shop they weren't even exactly the same so i don't know if everybody gets the same ones uh we both had this tavern special here which is two legendaries and uh 35 cards of united and stormwind and that's for 29.99 and then nate got uh, a wild bob's bob's bargain that has 40 wild packs and two legendaries for $29.99. And I received two legendaries in 35 standard card packs for oh. mine. Yeah. So a little bit different, which is strange and at the same price point, but in Canadian, so like a million dollars. But 
Your your twenty nine ninety nine ones uh, like for me are cool. no they're thirty seven fifty. Whoa. Yeah. So wow. yeah, but they I don't know they, these seem to be I mean when they're a good deal they're a good deal right like if you're playing catch up you want a couple legendaries maybe your pack opening wasn't that great these are guaranteed legendaries right so good they seem to, stats for cost the good stats for cost these are under a dollar per pack. Right, like even even like the the wild one is insane, right? It's even better deal than the the stormwind one. Forty cards, forty packs. I mean, for the thirty dollars, yeah. right? It's just in two guaranteed of legendaries. two legendaries. Yeah, it's it's madness at the dark moon fair. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it it really is just a really good deal. Did 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 any of you guys uh, grab any of these at all? Yeah, I, I I grabbed both of them. Um, I had the the same offers that Nate did. Um, the the wild packs was you know a, a decent amount of dust, nothing really too special. But the the tavern special, um, I I got the demon hunter quest line in gold. So uh, I only lack Ooh. one golden quest line. Um, to wow. to have all of them in gold after that one. So um, it's the paladin one. I'm I'm not gonna craft it in gold because like it's it's not good in standard or or wild, but like I I really like it, mm-hmm. so I've yeah. considered crafting it in gold anyway. But I, I haven't done it. I haven't done it yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How about y'all? <laughs> wild is about inevitabilities. Everything will have a synergy at some point at in some like point. Uh, yeah, yeah, in 25 exactly. years or whatnot. You know. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I've had a lot of fun playing around with a, a Prince Liam and all one drops uh, quest line deck. Uh, it's not good, but it's a <laughs> blast. <laughs> Goliath, did you did any of these catch your eye at all? No, I I I, I operate under a free to play mentality as much as I can. I only spend money when it's for exclusive cosmetics, like. I'm going to get the fairy tale bundle when it mm-hmm. comes out. It just Ooh. appeals to my loves way too much. I'm a big fan of the classic fairy tale story tile, and having you know pirate Garrosh is going to be perfect for the pirate warrior deck. Anduin and Jaina just look so adorable in their Riding Hood and Prince Charming outfits. Uh, it's just like th- they all look fantastic in their own way. So that's the sort of thing I'll spring for money on. But when it comes to just getting regular cards and packs, that's the sort of thing that I strongly prefer to save actual money on because you know I, I have bills to pay and stuff. And, and you uh, can grind you can grind those out. You can't necessarily yes. grind out the bundle that they're gonna sell of the hero skins, right? Like exactly. You can, yeah. I buy the things that I could only get with money and I get a satisfaction out of earning my collection instead of buying it. I'm not saying that you're doing something wrong if you buy it. That's just a personal way that I have fun playing the game. Oh, there's definitely something to be said. It's way more exciting to open a legendary or golden legendary when it's all free to play. Like it's way more exciting. It, when you buy the entire yes, expansion, absolutely. You, you know you're getting it all anyway when you buy 300 plus packs right yeah mm-hmm. sure <laughs> I, I, I got a couple pre-orders back in the day like cobalts and catacombs because i wanted that uh that card pack although what i did for that was i i just got a lot of uh wow tokens by saving up a lot of golden world of warcraft back then and so technically i didn't actually spend real money oh, um 
But yeah, that that's a lot of grinding in World of Warcraft to be able to do. Uh, I also did it for like Rastakhan's Rumble because I really wanted the Rastakhan portrait. Uh, but the, the few times I've done it, when it came for the opening day and just opening pack after pack, I noticed it stopped being fun for me. Um, and it wasn't as fun for me getting into the expansion with, you know, just having everything and not really knowing what to do with it all. I like when, you know, you get that, the one or two legendaries, sometimes three or four if I'm lucky at the beginning, and, oh, here's the challenge, what can I do to build around these cards here? Yeah. But I get a lot of satisfaction out of that. That's awesome. Uh, out of curiosity, I know uh, all you guys are already dads. What did your wives think when you uh, were talking about all your bundles of joy that you just bought home? <laughs> we, we've got this like unspoken agreement that when <laughs> I buy stuff for Hearthstone, it's like the one game I play, so she doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> I got my wife a new desk, and so she she was uh, <laughs> happy with the trade off. I, I put it together. We're we're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's kind it's of like no no comment. <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I the, my problem is like I, I have a hard time with self control with this stuff. Like, I, I know I don't need it. And then I buy this, like I opened up a golden coon and I was like, uh, cool. I was like rad. Yeah. I wanted that. That was, you know, that's cool. Uh, but it's, I don't, I wish they would stop offering this stuff. That's like, the thing. They're going to keep doing it because like I know. you keep buying it. They're you're <laughs> the enablers to your addiction. <laughs> Accurate. Anyways. <laughs> so true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, so aside from a golden coon, did you have any other really good pulls, Nate? No, it was a bunch of dust. I well, so here's what happened. I got, I got a bunch of um, dust, uh, which is great. Um, no other golden. I got a couple of golden cards. That was the one golden legend, I think. Um, and the rest were normal. But I had so much dust sitting around uh, that I basically crafted like golden, um, like Mali Druid, which was like I. Had been, I mean, it took like I was sitting on almost thirty thousand dust, and that's it took basically all of it (laughs) (laughs) because there's so many legends and epics and like i had about half of it but like crafting a golden epic is 1600 dust and and so like celestial alignment and um, branching paths and some of that stuff it's like oh but here was my thought right we um someone was asking in the discord earlier this week like hey i was thinking about um you know, trying to fill up my collection and is there something that I should main, you know, should I main a class? Should I main, you know, whatever. And and, uh, someone responded like, you know, find what you like to play. And maybe I kind of like this advice was like, maybe you want to main like a style, whether it's aggro or combo or control or whatever it is, or like Reno decks or whatever, because a lot of the cards will carry Mm -hmm. over. And, and I kind of found the same thing true for gold cards where it was like, um, all these pirates, like we use them in all the same decks, whether it's pirate warrior or some of the, you know, the aggro decks or odd rogue or Kingsbane or whatever. And so I remember like I'd been playing a lot of Kingsbane and, and pirate warrior and stuff like that. And then for a little bit, a while back when I was trying to hit my one K rogue portrait, like I was playing Martians odd rogue. And when I built the deck, I was like, Oh, 
I already have this entire deck gold except for like two cards. And I was like, okay, well, may as well craft them. But, but like, it's the same set of cards that you kind of are using like over and over. Um, and it's wild. So you have it forever. Yeah. And exactly. so, so my thought is like, well, the, if this card has been a staple for a couple of years, like it's probably going to be a staple for a long time. And so it felt like a safe craft. Uh, so I didn't feel too bad. Um, I don't have any dust left, but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. I don't mind. Uh, so, yeah. Anyways. What's dust for if not crafting? Exactly. Right? Yeah. So Yeah. So that's really cool. And Mally Druid's pretty sweet. So. Yeah. Good for you, man. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, um, so up next, we have uh, basically only a few days left. And Mercenaries is finally going to be released Ooh. on October 12th. That's Tuesday, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. right? Yeah. But so, yeah, there was a new video that Hearthstone actually released about Mercenaries. It's four minutes long. And it's actually really informative, I found. Uh, I almost found that watching this almost told me more about it than like the live reveal yeah. did and it was oh, yeah. the exact same thing and it was four right. minutes long they should have showed and this one back then it would have solved everything right I, yeah, I reveal was think... like like someone yeah, I... trying to uh who was going on a ramble about things and then the teacher takes the paper and or, or the editor takes it down distills it to its essence and you get like the paragraph that someone was using several pages to try to come across and you finally get the thesis statement right that that's what this video feels like to me yeah it, yeah. it was i liked it and if you actually if you look at the original reveal stream with the on youtube with the thumbs ups mm -hmm. and the thumbs downs there is more thumbs downs on the reveal stream <laughs> than there is thumbs up it's the reverse on this one wow yeah <laughs> the first one was ratioed for sure um i i really feel like they they took a lot of the feedback which the, the thumbs down was uh indicative of the the feedback that they received and and they took it to heart and realized that they they didn't give the information that they intended to um, and I think that the video that they released, um, gosh, what on the fourth, four days ago, um, from time of recording, uh, that that was what they kind of intended to get across that, you know, here's what mercenaries kind of is and here's kind of how you play. And it's, it's much more, Hey, it's shorter. So it's, it's much more bite-sized. You can actually watch it really quick and get a kind of handle on what it is. But also, you get a better handle on what it what it actually is. Um, so I, I think that they took that the 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 feedback that they got, found the constructive elements of it, and yeah. actually gave us something that you know people who didn't read all of the info like I, I read it. <laughs> yeah. So you know, not everyone's going to go in and read everything. People, you know, whenever they're watching a video, expect the info to be there. And here's where they actually gave the the info in the video. So I, I think that's a really a really good thing that they did, and I'm I'm glad that they got there in the end. Um, so yeah. I'm I'm really excited to play it. <laughs> oh, wondered if the like in the initial re reveal stream that they had if maybe they weren't 
like it could have been the idea of not showing too much to let you know us experience it ourselves when we're playing it maybe they were holding back on purpose but we're like show us <laughs> like we want to <laughs> see it up for so long we wanted to know what yeah we were getting like into. it may have been on purpose really like well like we want them to experience it and then yeah we were like no you, you guys told us about this like a year ago like we want to know well, yeah and and I think that the fact that there was so much information in the the different articles that I, I I don't know that that was necessarily the case that they were you know just trying to hold it back for people to experience it themselves because the info was there you just had to read it it wasn't in the video you had right? to pause it and you had to like watch it and then you had to like take notes yeah. <laughs> like the screenshots oh. Trump was great for breaking down stuff mm-hmm. like that yeah. so it was Regis did that as well. Yeah, so I, I was at work whenever the, the original video was was airing, right? Um, so instead of watching it live, I read the different patch notes and, and the different different articles about it that, that they put out, right? And so reading it, I was really excited. I was like, this sounds dope. And then everyone was like, ah, blah, 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 rabble, rabble, rabble. And I was like, why is everybody upset? And then I watched the video and I was like, Oh, this is why people are upset. <laughs> this video yeah. is terrible. <laughs> yeah. They did not look happy to be there at no. all. <laughs> you are going to have so much fun. <laughs> I like the part where they're like talking to something through the portal and it's like, anyways, and then like <laughs> You're gonna have so much fun. It was just yeah, it was awkward. I like I know they're trying, and I feel I, f- I feel bad, but um Anyway, I would buy we, more bundles if I knew that it would uh, be directed towards giving some of these people just m- maybe an improv class or two. That would make it a lot more bearable. <laughs> That's my, hilarious. My only hope with with this is since they since <laughs> thanks, Goliath, <laughs> give me the giggles. Um, is if they left the pre order open after the game is released if they left it open for a while i would really appreciate that even a couple weeks or something right try it out see if you like it and then buy a bundle i don't know so i i think one of the things that kind of takes the sting off of that is that um and 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 they announced this in in the articles i I don't think that it was on you know in the video but (laughs) the different portraits that are part of the the pre-release bundles and whatnot are still available in packs, right? Yes. Like they're so, not exclusives. So, that's true. Right. So if you miss out on on pre-ordering, then you, you miss out on you know the the good deal of the packs, but you don't miss out on the actual content itself. So if if you're kind of holding back because you you're not sure if you're going to like it or anything like that, you, you yeah you you don't get as good a deal you know price per pack. Uh, you know, uh, as you would if you're you're buying it later, but you don't miss out on any of the actual content itself, and I think that's an, an important and something that was I there really from the very that. beginning. And it should have they... been totally like full disclosure, front and center. You are not going to miss out on these heroes because yeah. I auto bought because every other like expansion in Hearthstone, uh-huh. you get the hero when you pre-order the Mega Bundle. Yeah, yeah right, and so. That's the first thing that came to my mind. Like, oh my gosh, okay, I want Diablo. I guess I have to buy him. 
Well, right? and it was yeah. like right when Diablo 2 was coming out, and then they're like, by the way, Diablo Mercenaries, and Hydra and I both just lost our minds, I think. It was just <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't even it we great. didn't even read it. It was just click by, you know? And, <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. that, that misconception about uh, whether they were exclusives or whether it was things to be able to get anyway, if that had been cleared out, there probably would have been a lot less accusations of greedy, greedy cash grab uh, about trying to sell us all this stuff for a game mode we haven't even played yet. Like, no, no, it's it's stuff that... You have the option to get, but it's nothing that you will miss out if you do not get this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, it'll be fun. I will tell you guys, this is the first time I have ever done this for a video game, but I took Tuesday off work. It's just to play. It's a play mercenary. So, um, uh, I, I mean, I've got all this time on the books that I never take. And so, like, all right. Same. Let's- What's eight hours, right? So I like that'll be fun. I can sleep in, and then it'll it'll roll out around ten o'clock, and then I can play it all day, and it'll be fun. Um, yeah, I uh, never no. do this, but like I'm excited. So, yeah, it'll be me and Gasu will be probably on Discord all day. <laughs> yeah, and just and, until today and Blue Train too. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, until today, I wasn't sure where I was gonna be, like w- with my work, wh- whether I'd be able to or not. Um, but today. I got it far uh, enough ahead that I took Tuesday off as well. So (laughs) I'll be in the discord with you. Nate. You guys can't be ahead of me. Look what you've done. Now I have to do it. Born to be mercenaries. My schedule changes every week because that's the nature of journalism. But uh, I'll see if I can avoid getting interview (laughs) scheduled on Tuesdays. Uh, But I'm very, I work from home and I'm very flexible anyway. So I'll be on a lot, probably no matter what, even if I have a bit of work to do, I can multitask, you know? Yeah. I I can't have, I can't have it. I can't all day know that you guys are playing this without me. I, (laughs) that will eat me up inside all day long. And they'll crush you in the PvP. Yeah, I'll kill you guys. It'll just get destroyed. Uh, anyway, that's basically it that we had for news, and um, we've got a big chunk of lore to talk about. So maybe let's yeah. dive into that. Oh yeah, we, yeah, we do have we do have some lore to cover uh, tonight. Yeah, so very excited to jump into the lore of the old gods. Like we were mentioning earlier, we are going to break this up into separate episodes for each old god but this is part one we will be covering yasaraj tonight i'm very excited so i will uh turn the mic over to goliath to uh kick us off here all right so i uh, just provide a little uh context here do you guys remember the last show that i was on we covered the origin of Stormwind, and i talked about how that one was you know pretty easy because we we only needed to go back a few centuries or whatnot, the foundation of a human kingdom. Well, for this one, we need to go to the very origins of space-time and the entire cosmos, so just a heads-up for what we're in for here. So, basically, in the beginning, there (laughs) was... Not literally, uh, was the, uh, the uh, before there was anything else in the universe, there was the light, just like this, this cosmic force of warmth and glowing goodness and life that, uh, basically, you know, it's, think like, you know, just this vast, uh, maybe think like the Aurora Borealis, uh, throughout the entire universe or something, but it's all gold. 
Um, but then there were some areas that it kind of flows like a sea, and there were areas that it left a little dry, so areas that were dark. And from that lack of light uh, came a force called the void, you know, the, the, the manifestation of nothingness. Uh, maybe you've heard the philosophical idea that uh, evil is just the absence of good. This is like a literal version of that within this universe. And so the void and the light clash is the literal opposites. And actually from their clash, they create a sense of Big Bang and uh, explode into the entire, uh, creating the entire physical universe from the conflict of light and void. And so they, they, you have a bunch of different uh, planes, uh, you know, parallel uh, dimensions that come to exist. But uh, the one that we're concerned with here is the one where the Void exists. And you have these beings who form in it that are called the Void Lords who want to break into the physical universe and consume everything. Because that's the nature of the Void. It always hungers. It always wants to consume. Much like Nate's cat wishes to consume his dinner. <laughs> so true. And uh, they are never satisfied. And so... Uh, what what's uh, something that's unique and that you have to know about the world of Azeroth that the most of the World of Warcraft story takes place on is that it's not just a planet like a hunk of rock that our Earth is. This is a world that has what's called a world soul inside of it, uh, okay. which is essentially a baby version of a vast cosmic being called a Titan, who are kind of like the the protectors of order in the universe. And the Void Lords are kind of peering through from their side of the dimension, and they're like, you know, if we could just corrupt one of those Titans, they are so powerful, they could, you know, let us into the physical universe there, and then we could eat everything. Uh, but Titans are so powerful that the only way they can actually uh, get to one is while it's uh, sleeping, like kind of incubating inside of its egg, and they corrupt it that way. So, what they do is all the Voilers pool all of their power together to briefly open this one hole into the universe, and they uh, just flush into the universe, they spit out all of these horrible abominations of destruction and chaos that come to be known as the Old Gods. And basically, they just go flop! through the universe, crashing into completely random planets. The Void Lords don't know what planets have souls and which ones don't, so it's just, you know, go for as many as possible. And four old gods that we know of crash land on Azeroth. And uh, so Azeroth does have a world soul, and basically their whole goal is that they drill, like they, they stick their tendrils deep down inside, and over enough time they'll corrupt the world soul into being a uh, force of darkness and evil and all of that. So when you uh, say the, the ones that we know of, so there could be so many more out there? Yes, out in the universe, there could be many more old gods on other worlds, and... The, the writers could always technically introduce, oh, you didn't know about this old god that was also on Azeroth, but that's future <laughs> lore's problem if they decide to do that. For now, we assume there are these core four, and there are other things that we might get into in future episodes that are not quite old gods, but also kind of. 
Yeah. Uh, but we don't want to get too complicated here because like, <laughs> this is all really simple, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you following me so far? Do I need to elaborate? <laughs> following you so far, um, is is Cahoon also technically an old god, or is it just He's a... He's the kind of strange exception there that I yeah. would explain, but that would go off on a whole other tangent that we don't have time for, which is the reason cool. we're dividing into parts in the first place. Makes <laughs> but, sense. Yeah, he, he's the kind of weird in-between. But, cool. uh, so essentially, um, Yasharaj, who is the one that we're talking about today, the, uh, our big focus, is the most powerful, the largest of all of these old gods. Like, they, they they aren't working as a team. They fight with each other. They are manifestations of darkness and chaos and selfishness and consumption. Uh, put, put a lot more adjectives and uh, verbs in here. And uh, so, you know, they, they fight with each other for dominance just as much as anyone else. But Yasharaj is the undisputed most powerful of all of these. And they rule uh, what becomes known uh, to history as the black empire this uh they uh secrete these minions which uh, some of them are uh very bug-like they're known as the uh kier and others uh are the noraki or what we know uh especially from a lot of hearthstone cards as the faceless so these are literally mm. minions that are just like secreted from the gross fleshy bodies of the old gods to serve them and they build as you can see in the picture that we have up here like these massive monoliths and this empire of you know chaos and uh darkness and evil pain suffering despair again Lots more adjectives that we can throw in there. Just just put in all the negative words possible and you get the Black Empire and beyond. Um, so yeah, this is the way that things are. And uh, so th these are massive cities that are built around the old gods' bodies, actually. So like they, they are almost kind of serving as living cities for their minions, in a sense. Um, but then the Titans come along and they find Azeroth and they are like, holy cow, this is a really big problem. We sense there's a world soul down there. It's going to get corrupted. We have to do something about these old gods. But they have a little problem. The Titans are really, really, really big. And <laughs> oh, no. uh, let me put it this way. Um, oh, and uh, as you can see, uh, our current image here, we have a map that is showing the... Uh, the domains of the old gods in the Black Empire. If you guys look at the big uh, purple area, that is all that is ruled by Yasharaj. Uh, so you can see that is the biggest section there because he is the most powerful. Um, also, uh, you may notice the names of some of the elemental lords there. Uh, the old gods, uh, when they crash-landed on Azeroth, they enslaved the powerful elemental lords into becoming their top lieutenants. Uh, which is why some uh, you get elementals who uh, included like you know uh, old god thematics a lot of the time. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it looks like Yog Yogg-Saron to the north, uh, Nizoth to the east, Cthulhu to the west, and and Yasaraj kind of in the middle, and, and then the kind middle of down, and, and down, down to the south. Yeah, like but yeah, taking yeah. up kind of the bulk, and then you see some of the. Other elemental lords, like you're saying, Alakir, Ragnaros, Nep Neptulon, 
And then Therizane, who I'm not familiar with. Who really um, needs a Hearthstone card. They right? haven't given yeah. the last elemental load a Hearthstone card. They need to complete the set. But I won't go on that tangent rant for a while. <laughs> uh, could be, I could go on that for a while. But uh, anyway, and one thing you need to understand is the old gods are rooted down. They, they can't get up and walk around. They are planted right there. They're like a fungus that is spreading its tendrils down beneath the earth. They're very ingrained into the world. And, uh, but, you know, they you also have the stalks that pop up so that they have their disgusting tentacle, eyeball, uh, incomprehensible fleshy forms that are above okay. the surface as well. And yeah. Yasharaj is right there in the middle of all of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, because they're kind of digging to try and get to the world seed. So exactly. hence why they're... Planted that, which is, of course, right at the they're, center. They're digging. Yes, exactly. And speaking of digging, allow me to uh, create an illustration for you guys. Imagine that you you have a sand castle on the beach, mm -hmm. and it's infested with ants. You're going to have a heart. You are powerful enough. You could go in and just try smashing the ants, but you're probably just going to wreck the sand castle, aren't you? Yeah, that's a good illustration. Too. Yeah, probably yeah. yeah it's the problem that the titans have because they are so powerful they are so huge they could just go in and get rid of the old gods but uh they're buried so deep within the world that they're afraid that they're going to do irreparable damage to the world while they're doing it like uprooting the flowers with the weeds so to speak and, and then digging up the garden like they're like a dog uh and and the analogy could run away but uh at any rate so what they choose to do instead is to build smaller uh soldiers to serve as their lieutenants these become known as the titan forged and their leaders are the titan keepers uh, one of the Titan Keepers uh, you're familiar with as a card, High Keeper Ra from the uh, Mogu uh, cultist, uh, when you get enough and you summon him. He's one of the ones who is created, and there are many others, as armies to fight against the old gods. And so they do go to war against the old gods, they fight against the elemental lords, and... Uh, but Yashiraj, when they try assaulting Yashiraj, he's way too powerful. He uh, overwhelms their minds with visions of madness and chaos and turns the Titans' armies against each other. And so it's almost like an unwinnable fight. And so what happens is that uh, the Titan leader, Amin Thul, decides that, okay, this uh, enough is enough here desperate times call for desperate measures and he does the thing that they were trying to avoid doing he just reaches down his colossal titan hand from the sky just yanks yasharaj right out of the ground and just tears him up in the middle of the air and all of his remains come cascading down to the world um and and, and it does That's so metal <laughs> it does get rid of yasharaj little problem the, the, the whole reason they didn't want to do it in the first place, it leaves a giant gaping hole in the world. And so here's the thing, you guys know about, you know, you see the word arcane a lot, especially in the, in the mage class, it's, it's a spell class and whatnot. The <laughs> arcane magic, uh, hold, bear with me here, is the literal magic life force, the blood of a world soul, in a sense. So... There is this hole that is so deep in the earth, the magic is leaking out. It's like the world soul is has a 
of mortal wounds that it is bleeding from. And so the Titans are like, we need to fix this. And so what happens is that they go and they turn that into a sea that uh, is infused with arcane energy to kind of cap off the wounds there. And that becomes known as the Well of Eternity. It is actually going to, uh, that actually plays a huge role in other lore down the line. In fact, the Well of Eternity is how we get the origin of the entire race of night elves. Uh, it oh, involves wow. them from trolls, but that's a whole other story. But yeah, it's it's pretty powerful uh, with all that stuff. That's how we get the Well of Eternity. Wow. And, um, so and yeah. If we look back at the map real quick, is mm -hmm. like it, it, he's just getting like yoinked out of the middle of this uh, out of azeroth here like just right yeah the very center of the continents there <laughs> is now is... just like a gaping hole that then is turning to like an arcane ocean is that perhaps exactly. like Angoro crater or no see here, here's the thing this is so long ago that all the different continents were one pangea like mass here uh it's later on uh during what is known as the shattering and the war of the ancients that that well of eternity gets destroyed and becomes the maelstrom and then the land gets shattered into the world that we know today but at the this is currently in this map with the old gods and the black empire this is like everything is still connected here it's one solid uh pangea like landmass gotcha and uh, yashiraj was right in the middle of all that but now he's not like you said like that's so metal just <laughs> like enough enough and just rip him out <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> It's it's, that, it's what it's, it's that sound. <laughs> it's that sound when you open the old gods card packs and you hear the eyeballs explode. It's that like, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> oh wow. Okay, okay. So that that's pretty crazy. Okay, mm -hmm. so what what happens then? Like, is Yasaraj just gone, or does he get back, or how is he like floating around space? Like, what do they do with him? They take him out and well, squish him, or what? Like, all his remains that got torn apart fell back down to uh, Azeroth. But uh, essentially, uh, what happened was that his uh, what are called his uh, final breaths, in a sense, like his kind of like a final curse, mm -hmm. became known as the Shaw. Uh, they are these dark spirits that feed on, on negative emotions like pride and fear and uh, anger and uh, other stuff too that I, I is flipping my mind right now. Um, but uh, yeah, they they come to inhabit the land that's eventually known as Pandaria and create a lot of problems there, which actually ends up influencing Pandaran culture where they develop their whole, you know, namaste monk mentality because you have to keep emotions balanced if you don't want to get the Shah going. Uh, but so that those come from Yashiraj. Okay. Hmm. So I, I have pictures up then. Like, I think we're skipping a couple of slides here, but I've got the pictures of the Shah. So they take mm -hmm. some different forms. One of them kind of looks more like Yasiraj, but some of them are the, the smaller ones. Like you can see yeah. um, this, the shadow beast that comes out of the possessed villager in the Hearthstone card. Yeah, they're sort of like yeah, the the prime arc Shaw in a sense, and then there's like the smaller minion type of Shaw that spawned from them. Yes. And, uh, so, like you were mentioning, I've got these bigger ones here: uh, the Shaw of Anger, 
um, is one, and then this other one's called the Shah of Fear, and they all kind of look the same, but these crazy colors look really pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, anyways, all right. Scooping back real quick, like my next slides up were the the heart. Do we want mm-hmm. yes, yeah, to loop back? Yes, yeah, that's where we're going right next. Cool. So, right. uh, so you guys remember uh, Ra, who we already talked about, and you, you showed his card there. Um, he was kind of taking a trip down to the southern part of the continent, and he saw oh. Here's where all those parts of Yasharaj just kind of fell and they're creating a huge corrupted mess everywhere. We need to do something about this and clean this <laughs> up. So, uh, you know, he did that and he uh, built several vaults. Uh, and uh, the reason that Ra comes from that Mogu cultist card is because the Mogu were his uh, kind of one of his primary servants as a race. And uh, so he built a vault in order to hold the corrupted heart of Yasharaj and uh, signed his Mogu servants to guard it, uh, which is why they are down in that area that, again, later becomes known as Pandaria. Uh, The hope was that this is something that we can study, we can understand the nature of the old gods uh, so that we can learn how to better combat them, because... After the whole gaping wounds thing from Yasharaj, they realized we can't do that with the other old gods, so we're just going to build prisons for them and try to keep them contained. Uh, so they're minimalized, but they're still existing as a threat. So the Titan, the, the Titan Forge, the Titan Keepers, they all want to figure out uh, how can we understand and combat them better, and they're hoping that. Uh, basically making a laboratory for this heart of an old god will enable them to do that. As far as I know, they never succeeded in gaining any useful research from it. Um, but, you know, it was it was supposed to be something that was uh, secure where it wouldn't uh, do any harm to anyone. Um, but that doesn't mean that there wasn't uh, some energies uh, that were sensed out to those who would be susceptible to them. Uh, You may remember that I mentioned uh, one of the minions that came from old gods were an insectoid race. Mm -hmm. Uh, Back then they were called the Akir. But uh, after a while, they uh, ended up coming to the surface. It's a whole story where they had a big war with the entire troll race, uh, a whole other thing. Uh, But basically, they ended up splitting into different groups. And some of them were drawn, although unknowingly, uh, to the land where the remains of Yasharaj were. And there they settled and evolved slash mutated into a race we know as the Manted. Uh, And we have uh, a few cards who are Manted in Hearthstone. Uh, one of them is our legendary here. Nate, would you like to talk about that a bit? Uh, yeah, it's the rogue legendary Zero Poisoned Mind. But yeah, it's a it's definitely a Mantis looking card. Um, and uh, I believe we have a few others as well. I can't really think of them off the top of my head though. Uh, generally from uh, uh, Mean Streets, a gadget stand because uh, the Jade Lotus is very Pandaria race themed. So they have the Pandaran, they have the monkey-like Hosen, the fish-like Jinyu. Uh, they also include some Mantid as well, like the Jade oh, yeah. Swarmer Jade and Swarmer Shadow and... Sensei. Okay, yeah, Shadow Sensei and, and... Shadows. Claxi Amber Weaver. And actually, uh, we had talked about mm-hmm. this pre- like a-, a while back in one of our other lore episodes, but Grand Empress Shekzara is a Mantid, Mantid as well, right? Uh, yes, yes, she is. She is the queen of the Mantid, in fact. 
And I had almost actually forgotten about her card because I, I never see it played. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, she 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 is very much uh yeah she she is a high man and you can see they they take on a various different forms, but they're all very insect and uh, praying mantis inspired there. And there were other uh, there were other Akira that took on other forms like the Nerubians up in the north mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, one or two others. So those are ones we'll talk about at some point in the future. But uh, right now the Mantid are the key ones here. And uh, they had a very particular uh, cycle that they went through where uh, uh, once every, you know, a certain period of time, thousand years or whatnot, they would uh, go and swarm against the Mogu armies who had been left to guard. And they built this, uh, you know, this huge wall eventually called the Serpent Spine, which is essentially the Great Wall of China, but with cool fantasy stuff. And uh, the Mantid are basically like, you know, uh, sure, you know, we're we every time we do this, we fail, but we're really winning because the ones who uh, kill were the weak ones. So really, they're just making us stronger, and eventually we'll be strong enough to completely overwhelm them, and we'll bring back our master, Yashiraj, eventually. And uh, so you know, that that's the thing that the Mantid tend to do for a really long time, every so often. And it's, again, something that is aggravated by the presence of the old god uh, deep down buried beneath them, though they don't know the specifics of where he is or whatnot. Um, let's see. I think that covers just about all the basics. And was there anything else before we get to the whole Garrosh story? Because we're going to get into why Garrosh looks so weird in his uh, 1,000 wins mm. portrait. Oh, or is what it 10,000 wins? What I is this, this mural here that I've got of the... Oh, uh, yes. Yes, that that is uh, essentially um, manted art, I believe, honoring their god. Uh, here's a really fun fact. This is the closest that we got to any sort of image of Yashiraj for a really long time. Hearthstone is actually the very first time we got art of what Yashiraj looks like. The Hearthstone team got to decide forever in lore what this previously unseen old god would appear as, which I just thought was so cool and was one of the reasons I loved Whispers of the Old God set. Same for Nazoth, actually. Although uh, Nazoth has since appeared with that same model in World of Warcraft, and Yashiraj hasn't because... Yashiraj is dead. That that body is destroyed. Mm-hmm. He was said to have seven heads, and the art just kind of focuses on one of them. Huh. But, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, the man had referred to him as the seven-headed god. Um, I, I uh, Use your imagination as to what you think the rest of the huge city-sized Yashiraj body looks like outside of what we see. That This is like one long neck uh, with his, you know, massive, horrible eyes and maw and all that stuff there. It definitely looks awesome, and I think that it's so cool that... I, I just love the idea that this is something that they got to debut in Hearthstone that that we like we're seeing this for the first time be like oh yeah this is pretty sweet and all these warcraft players are like we've been hearing about this for a long 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 time and never seen it and now we're seeing it for the first time in a different game like just <laughs> yeah yeah uh, it's, it's that's really, really cool. cool so yeah I, it, it looks awesome and creepy mm-hmm. 
and yeah, it's just great. What a way to market towards the the WoW players to come play Hearthstone. <laughs> <laughs> no joke. It worked for me. I mean, I I just happened to join a, around the time when uh, Old Gods was still in in the the current meta. And like I was saying before the show, I'm just like, oh, these are the cool looking packs. I'm just gonna get not those boring basic packs. I'm gonna get the Old God cards, and so I'm ending up with more of this advanced stuff that doesn't go together when I don't have a lot of the basic Hearthstone cards yet. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was it was really awesome uh, experience for me to be able to see what these characters look like that I'd been just recently learning about as I started to get into the lore myself. And yeah, yeah so um, uh, so we, we have our big setup here. Oh, sorry, did you have a question, Sheep? Yeah, I did. Um, so uh, I, I know that um, Yashiraj was completely uh, kind of upended and, and torn, um, you know, and, and his heart is kind of a... Uh, uh, being guarded by the Mogu cultists and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. Do we know for sure that Yashiraj has been killed or is it possible that like he's still kind of like down there, um, you know, still alive or is, is he like canonically killed the, at this at point? At this point in the story, the heart and the Shah are all that remain of him. In a sense, okay. his power kind of lives through them in a reduced way. Uh, so he has a presence, but not like, you know, full conscious sentience, like back when he was whole and whatnot. Um, so yeah, at this point in the story, but we'll, we'll get to things a little bit later. Uh, but so yeah, now we come to like this heart's been locked away for a really, 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 really long time. Uh, but then along comes a guy named Garrosh. And he finds this heart, and at this point, he is war chief of the Horde, and uh, he's kind of steadily been going down the tyrannical warmonger path already, uh, showing a lot of racism to other members of the Horde. You're like, no, Horde is for the orcs. They're they're the true Horde here. I don't want any of you, because I can't trust you to be loyal to me. And uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's kind of on the, the xenophobic side, and there's uh, a lot of power issues um but yeah he's uh he is desperate he wants to get all sources of power that he can and so he and his excavation team end up finding you know they're just searching from for some sort of rumored ancient weapon or artifact or whatnot and turns out to be the heart of an old god and uh so what he does he goes and takes this Harvard old god and says, like, hmm, this thing's dormant. I need to activate it in order to get the power. So he dunks it in literally the uh, most, like, beautiful, magical uh, stream area called the Vale of Eternal Blossoms and completely destroys and corrupts it because old god power. And uh, <laughs> all in order to just, like, wake up the heart that he can use it uh, to make himself more powerful. And then he goes back to Orgrimmar and uh, starts becoming even more tyrannical than he'd been before. And all of this just pushes 
everyone over the edge. Uh, pretty much uh, the majority of the Horde, you know, especially all the non-orcs, but even a lot of the orcs like Thrall and stuff who are like, this is just wrong. Uh, they go and unite in what's called the Dark Spear Rebellion, which is actually led by Vol'jin, uh, who becomes the next war chief, by the way. And they unite with the Alliance forces, and this is an event in the game that is known as the Siege of Orgrimmar, which is the Horde's capital city in Regarash as a stronghold here. And uh, so one of the first, uh, we, we have Garrosh, but Garrosh actually shared some of the old god's power with his best buddy. Um, you guys remember the warrior legendary from Whispers of the Old Gods by chance? Hey, Malkarok. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, do you remember what the flavor text says? Uh, no. I'll have to look no, that one not up. Not offhand, no. Looking it up. Looking it up. <laughs> uh, yes. Oh, it's those of you listening. That awkward pause. Uh, just people says, suddenly doing their research. It says Garrosh's best buddy. It's true. Look it up. <laughs> well, now you don't have to because I just told you. But yes, he, he was Garrosh's chief enforcer, oh, and Garrosh my. is like, "Hey, I got some of this sweet old god power here. You're my chief enforcer. I'm gonna give it to you too." So he's a boss that you fight uh, before you can get to Garrosh in the in the raid. Um, and yeah, so he's, he's very much a warrior. And I think that's, uh, it, it's really neat. That was actually the first time that card was the first that I had heard of him because I started playing the game after that period. But then I later found him and read about him in some of the books. I'm like, oh, okay, now I understand who this guy is. So I but, see that he's got a giant, like a, a blade for his arm. And we had talked about in previous lore episodes, like, with blade fists, you know, for example, like they got corrupted after they drank like the demon blood and that, mm -hmm. that, that was different. But like, is this any of the same? Like you can see how he's got the purple stuff on him and like it, it looks like he's kind of been corrupted like by old guys. Yes. Not demon blood on this. This one. is different. Did, did yes. the giant like sword arm come later or was that did he already have that? Um. I'm not entirely certain on that one. It's possible that because that there is an orcish clan called the Shattered Hand that uh, had, does a whole ritualistic thing where they chop off one of their limbs and replace it with a weapon. So it could be something like that that he's doing. Um, like Ash or, in uh, the Evil Dead? <laughs> Chainsaw arm? <laughs> yeah, that sort of thing. Or if you guys just remember Cargath Bladefist from uh, Outlands, mm -hmm. then uh, it's, it's he's the leader of that clan, actually. So it could be something they did with that. Um, or maybe it's just kind of a mutating into your weapon thing that's a part of the old god power. I'm a little rusty on that finer point myself. I'm sure that someday someone will come along and very strongly correct me on that, who's even more of a lore fanatic than I am. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So unlike the Blade Fist, which has no master, Melkrock yeah. does. <laughs> Very much so, yes. Yeah, he's he is fanatically loyal to Garrosh uh, to oh, yeah. many, many, many faults. <laughs> uh but yeah, so he is a guy uh that you fight for then. And uh actually uh, you also fight uh, some Mantid because Garrosh absorbed you know, he he's the guy who has Yashiraj's power now. So all the Mantid are like, oh, this guy is, uh, you know, Yashiraj now, kind of. So we're, we're going to go and follow him. And so they kind of like become Garrosh's bodyguards, too. 
Uh, it's like you have to get through like the most elite of them uh, called the Galaxy in order to uh, be able to get to Garrosh. But then finally, finally, you know, you get to Garrosh and uh, he just full on absorbs all of the heart's power in the fight to try to stop you. And he grows like, you know, the huge grotesque tentacles and eyes and all the typical old god kinds of things. And uh on the uh, hardest version of the fight, he actually pulls you into a vision of the future that he's seen where he is the ultimate conqueror of Azeroth and Stormwind lies in ruins and he has the bodies of the entire Rind family like uh, Anduin and Varian and, uh, and Janon, all of the Horde leaders who oppose them, they're just all up on Bikes for everyone to see what happens to those who defy the mighty Garrosh. And, uh, and wow. so you're like, wow, we, we, we really need to make sure this is happening. Oh, and everything is, of course, old god corrupted. It's it's purple. Purple is generally something that is very bad and evil in World of Warcraft. Purple is old god color. Mm -hmm. If you see things that are mixed or black and purple, it's generally a big uh, a big uh, red, red flag there. So the Garrosh flag. has no chill. <laughs> yes, Garrosh yes. like never had any chill. It's just that he got the power to exert that no chill even more so over the course of his story. Um, I loved hearing yeah. this because when I first saw the artwork, like I just saw all these eyeballs everywhere, and I was like, my first thought was, uh, like Cthulhu, but right because the eyeballs, right? But it's just old god corruption. Mm -hmm. uh, well, for specifically from Yasaraj. So that's that's really interesting. I like it. Yeah. Cthulhu is the most iconic with his big <laughs> eye there. Yeah. I will not apologize. Uh, that's glorious. But, but uh, like eyeballs and tentacles and mouths in places where they shouldn't be. That's a common theme across all of the old gods. Uh, so like... Uh, just, just because it has the eyes and weird spots doesn't necessarily mean it's directly connected with Cthulhu. He's just the one who has it like a huge lighthouse on the top, so you notice it more. Yeah. Uh, Alright. So yeah, so what happened, and this is getting to the parts where, uh, Sheep, you were asking a bit earlier, is he fully gone? Well, Garrosh kind of absorbed all of that power, but... Like, it got drained from him again. And the heart had what the wiki refers to as a uh, a failure or a disruption where, I don't know, I, I guess the old god's disembodied heart had a heart attack or something. I, I don't <laughs> quite know precisely. But essentially, because prior to all of this, like, you have killed, as the players, you have gotten rid of all of the Shah. The Shah are no longer a thing that you need to be worried about. And now the heart is gone, too. So with those uh, few vestiges of Yasharaj gone, the old god is basically completely unmade. As you finish the fight with Garrosh, you see a little thing that is called, like, Last Whisper or Last Echo of Yasharaj, and then it just fades away. Because this is the final, like, it, it, it does not exist anymore. And, of course, lore writers in the future decide to retcon this for whatever reason. Because <laughs> oh, no. this is the nature of ongoing stories. But as of right now, Yashiraj is fully 100% unmade dead, gone forever. Doesn't mean that the effect he had uh, goes away, though, because... 
the, the world's got to feel the scars of the actions of the old gods forever. Like I said, the the reason the world is the shape it is in right now is because there was a well that exploded, but that magic well exists because Yasharaj was right there, and that had to get put there when he got yanked out. So it's 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 th these guys are the origin for so many different things here. And if you think that the being the origin for the shape of the world is uh, big, wait until you get some of the old gods we're going to talk about in future episodes. We're going to, some of them are responsible for the existence of entire races wow. as they exist now. I don't just mean all their minions. I mean the effect they had on playable races like dwarves and naga and, and beings like that. But that's wow. all for a future time. <laughs> and a great encouragement for us to actually do those future episodes. See, piqued your curiosity. Exciting. <laughs> that's that's incredible. I, I mean, it's, it's just crazy. And, and so... When does get what happens to Garrosh after that? Like, I assume like you have to fight him. Do you kill mm -hmm. him, or does do you kill no. like the essence? The essence of the old god like dissipates, and then he's back to normal, or what is the? Yeah, essentially, Garrosh has such a strong will that his mind was actually not. He was using the old god's power but somehow it wasn't actually controlling him he was just evil on his own at this point <laughs> and so like he just kind of went back to normal after it all got burned off in a way and mm -hmm. they actually arrested him and decided to hold him for a trial in pandaria so that everyone who he had injured could help decide his fate uh only problem was that uh he kind of escaped from the trial because of a renegade bronze dragon with time travel abilities and Rathian, who you may remember as a card from Mean Streets of Gadgetan, he's a black dragon and uh, who had the idea that we're going, there's, uh, there's a big tr problem that's coming up ahead and we need to unite all of Azeroth. So, their bright idea is to break Garrosh out of prison, send him back in time to recruit an army of orcs that will then come and conquer all of Azeroth so that Azeroth isn't a bunch of factions fighting itself. It's one huge unstoppable army for when demons come or old gods come or whatever else. Um, and so... Yeah, Garrosh's story goes on after this. Uh, he he doesn't die for a little while into that. Um, that's the expansion that is known as Warlords of Draenor in World of Warcraft that came after all of this, which happened in uh, the one known as Mista Pandaria. But um, that's all another long, complicated story dealing with time travel and bronze dragons <laughs> and... It honestly is enough to... Anything with time travel is enough to make my head hurt if I think about it too much. So I'd like to stop here if you don't mind. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Probably yeah, probably a good idea before we go too far down the rabbit hole. But like, wow, okay. I, I, love, I love it when we get like... I remember when Rathion came out thinking like, oh, dragons. Oh, this card seems kind of cool. But like knowing that there's a whole story that I've never heard before behind this character is like, whoa, that's cool. So one of these days, one of these days, yeah, we'll have to... That's his human disguise. Like, all, all dragons have the ability to take on a mortal form, and that's the one he likes to use. Nice. Nice. Very cool. 
All right. Uh, do y'all have any questions? When's part two? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. Like I, I wanted so bad to like jam it all into one episode, but I knew it'd be recording for like hours. Right. But it's so interesting. And like, I'm like, okay, what happens next? Okay. What happens next? I'm ready for it. So yeah, me too. too, and I suppose. We'll <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. it's great. I, I really like that we decided to split it up and go into more detail. Because if yeah. yeah, if we would have you know jammed it all in and, and rushed it, we wouldn't get all the detail that that we're getting. So I, you would have had really the we didn't it. start the fire version. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Which I want to turn into a parody song at some point, but uh, that that was mm. going to take a lot of writing to, to summarize all them. I did manage to write one about Yasharaj recently, though. Oh, that's right. Yes, we have a parody song uh, for Get everybody, back, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, uh, Goliath has a parody song for everybody. Um, I d- don't have a great way of playing it live on air, so I'll, I'll post it right after the sh- like right after the episode. Uh, so stay tuned, and you can all listen to it. Uh, if you're listening to the audio version of this podcast, like as soon as as soon as the credits like roll, the song will be there. Uh, but like, yes, I will get the mixer working over the weekend, and everybody keep me accountable. Okay, <laughs> I will do it. It's there, sitting I'll on my just desk. Do that. <laughs> please do uh very very fun episode so who which old god comes next in the series if we do all four or or four plus because we've, we've got a couple ancillary uh i think that yog saran is probably the next biggest one that we'll want to tackle uh, because he's the one like i said like the the impact on why some races are the way they are um like, uh, Nazoth has an uh, impact in that area, too. He's responsible for a lot of things. He has close ties with Deathwing. And uh, Cthulhu is probably the most minor in terms of be- being more isolated in its effect. So isolated. we might have uh, <laughs> How did I not catch that one? I did a great one earlier, but I missed this one. Oh. But so uh, yeah, so, so that that that's likely going to be our order. We're probably going to go Yaxaron, Nazoth, uh, then uh, Cthulhu with other relevant things sprinkled in as they come. But uh, things could change uh, depending on you know uh, gauged interest of what people want to hear the most. Sure, but, sure. Uh, I'd be willing to go with that. Of course, we have our thing that we also like. To, we want to keep up with the sets coming out soon, so this isn't guaranteed to be the very next episode either. We'll, yeah, we'll make it happen. We'll 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 have to loop back around to that. But this is a lot of fun. Oh yeah, excitement abounds, and I can't wait to hear more about Yogg-Saron Praiseby. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Praiseby is randomness. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I I guess kind of looping back to the main part of the show. God, it kills me to like end the lore episode or or, or end the lore portion anyhow. But uh, let's let's loop back around a little bit. Talk about the wild meta. Um, what we've all been seeing on ladder, what we've all been playing. I want inter- to like introduce this segment a little bit with. A very brief snapshot with what I saw, and and I would say just um, take this with a grain of salt because this was like day one, day two of the ladder, 
But I was mentioning at the start of the show that when I did my legend climb, I recorded all my matchups and I put them all into uh, kind of a spreadsheet on Google Sheets. And this is the spread for me, which actually looked like a pretty healthy meta. So it was pretty much so it was almost like you could break it into almost like five parts. Right. So one fifth warlock one which was primarily even warlock or even reno lock one fifth warrior which was predominantly pirate questline warrior one fifth druid which was they were all variants of kind of celestial alignment decks and then one fifth hunter which they were all i shouldn't say all but almost all the uh, odd questline hunter and then kind of the other fifth was like a mashup of priest shaman mage uh decks and and there's a couple like i think there was like one 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 or two rogues there was one demon hunter and this is about 100 games uh a little bit less than 100 games but i thought i was like wow that was interesting um that this was the spread for me i thought wow this is healthier than it's been in a while because last time i did one of these it was like 40 45 (laughs) percent warlock and so this is those guaranteed wins (laughs) so i thought this was interesting now again you know take it with a grain of salt because this was my climb um i think that i I saw other people's and like odd questline hunter is everywhere pirate warrior is is everywhere um even warlock is a lot of places um was interesting because last month in my experience anyways towards the end of of last month it was like even even warlock and then it morphed into this even Reno lock and yeah. it it's hard, especially with no deck tracker sometimes to spot the difference until you start seeing the yellow cards come out. I mean, <laughs> when they play Kazaka, it's like, or Zephyrs. Oh, okay. It's a tell, but um, sometimes you just don't know. And at, playing as a, a hunter, you know, I'm sitting here like pinging them down and then they Reno and it's like, Oh, well I can't recover from that. Like all my spells are gone. And people start hard teching against uh, odd questline hunter. People have started playing um, ropes of yeah, mindbreaker, right? So mindbreaker shuts off your hero power entirely, uh, which is just crazy, right? Crazy sauce. People are playing robes of protection, which means you can't target their board at all, um, and that's like what? Okay, um, I saw people uh, playing. Uh, very various versions of like Reno decks now running uh, fin- Sir Finley and Grizzled Wizard to steal the hero power, uh, and then people running Skulking Guys to just like eat your entire <laughs> deck. And I was like, wow, wow, people are really like hard teching against uh, Odd Questline Hunter right now. So it's it's interesting. I mean, I think now if I was gonna play something, I'd probably be playing like some Reno Lock, but. Uh, that's me. Pirate Warrior seems good. Celestial Alignment Druid is is uh, feels good, but very difficult to play. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like Bonk Druid or or like Questline Druid is is like a great counter to the Questline Hunter, but not great into other things. So I don't know. Uh, for for me personally, after like I think I'm done with Hunter for a little while. I love it. But people are teching against it so hard that like I need it. To, I need the dust to clear for a little while. I think before I play much more of it. The arcade dust. 
Yeah. So, so I mentioned at the start of the show, like I hit legend with a 45% win rate, which is not very good. Uh, it took about, it was like 98 games. It was, uh, not great. Uh, anyways, my concern was like, Hey, my, my MMR is going to be bad because of this. And so I'm going to decay faster, uh, which is happening. And so, um, I did some co-op with, uh, my good friend, blue train, we're playing this aggro priest, the shadow priest with dark Bishop Benedictus and, uh, did pretty well with it. Um, kind of learned the matchup somewhat and, um, climbed some ranks. Uh, a little bit with this ended up going, I think 57% win rate. It was not a huge, not a huge, um, uh, you know, da- data point here, a sample size. I think it was uh, one, seven lost five, but 50, 58% win rate. Uh, but it was fun. It, it's like the games are tense, right? Cause it's like you, you, you win by a margin, lose by a margin. And the games are really fast. Um, yeah, I have the whole deck in gold, except the shadow bombers. And I have no dust left. Uh, yeah, I know, I know. I'm sitting here looking at this, and the whole deck is like blinged out except the shadow bombers. Yeah, that's gonna cost 30. <laughs> it, yeah, sixteen hundred dust uh, times two for for these epic cards. That uh, I I mean, when you disenchant it, you get a hundred back, so it's only three thousand dust that you need to save up. Uh, I, I will. Why would you do that? Everyone knows that you need the full collection. It's not enough just have the goldens. You have to have all the goldens and the normals uh, and the diamonds. I got rid of what the. What kind of whales are you? <laughs> yeah, I need. I I'll get them. I'll get them soon. I I know it's gonna happen. Like you guys don't even have to hound me. You know this is gonna bother me. Like looking at yeah. this and the one card that's not golden. Anyways, so I big big shout out and appreciation to Blue Train who took some time to to kind of walk through this with me and play a bunch of games with me and it was a lot of fun. Um, kind of learning something new. The deck. It, it, what I need to learn though is how to uh, the art of like the god draw, right? <laughs> and, and I don't know. I don't know how to do that. It's like, I swear, I always draw patches. I always draw Baku uh, sitting here and like, I I don't know. The, these games were really intense though. I will say like on the edge of your seat and it's like, I don't know. They're, they're nerve wracking, but very fun. I had a lot of fun playing it. And uh, when it works, it really works. Like you're winning on turn four. Um well, and it's it's like phenomenal. Uh, this card, this new card, the Void Touch Attendant, the it's the one mana one three that says all of your stuff does like one extra damage. It's just crazy. You get a, a board full of pirates and ships cannons and sending everything face, and it all does extra damage. Like it's nutty how quickly that it stacks up. Just uh, to heroes, not not to to other no, minions, sorry, unfortunately. Yes, yes, just to just to heroes. Uh, but very fun, very fun. I enjoy it. So, yeah. Anyways, uh, I, the other thing that I thought was interesting before I pass the mic over was at one point, I think it was last weekend when we were playing, um, there were so few people playing at the time. I kept queuing into the same two people over and over. And it, one was Memnarch, who was, who, who was ranked 20 at the time, I think. And then I was queuing into Reaver Ryan, who was playing Odd Paladin, which just dunked on this deck so hard. And, <laughs> and after, like, and Memnarch's playing even Reno Lock. Reaver Ryan, of course, is playing Odd Paladin. 
and it was like both of these matches are not favored and and i finally won a couple and it was like all right all right it's time to stop uh, <laughs> but i i think overall the deck feels solid it feels like a lot of fun uh if you need priest wins it's it's very fun to climb with i i recommend it so yeah i'll put the nice. uh the code in chat here and i'll put it in the show notes as well yeah so yeah that's it for me i see uh i've got a deck here for you goliath looks like you have been playing some death rattle rogue you want to tell us a little bit about this this looks really fun yeah, so this is uh, this is one of those cases where I found a really cool deck actually in the Born to Be Wild Discord, but I don't always have all of the cards for one, so I have to make a few substitutions, which technically makes it my deck, I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I found this and I, I loved the idea because it's been so long since I played... Um, well, pretty much anything involving Death Rattle, honestly, except may- may- maybe something involving Hunter. I can't quite remember. But, uh, I, you know, it's it's October. It's kind of in the thematics of all of that. Uh, right. And I really wanted to. And I, it's, it's really neat in its concept where basically you use um, the Death Rattle of... Oh, it's, why am I forgetting card names right now? It's 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 the Cobalt one that summons a one cost of a yeah. card in your hand. Cobalt Illusionist. Yeah, that's it. And so the the idea is that you use uh, that card in order, and maybe one or two ones that you can get that out just a little early to uh, get up small versions of the larger death rattles, like uh, the one that gives you all the armor or the Colossus. And uh, basically get those out in the earlier game and drive your opponent nuts, maybe even get them to concede. And uh, so that that is something that I really enjoy. You get all the like the weapons that, oh, you know, this one triggers a death rattle, or this one, Battle Cry, you get a death rattle uh, that you already triggered. And uh, a lot of the, the Necrium-themed cards from Boomstay are things that I haven't really seen played before are used here. Um, its main problem so far that I'm encountering is that it is very dependent on that lucky draw that you get the Cobalt Illusionist or a card that can be able to like trigger its death rattle without you having it there in order to get the ball rolling. Because unless you have some death rattles already triggered, a lot of your cards are going to do good. And so many of the cards in this are of the higher cost that if you're playing against something that has uh, the ability to get a lot of stuff on the board very quickly within the first few turns, uh, you're, you're not going to be able to defend very well if you don't get your lucky draws. So I'm thinking of maybe trying to tinker a bit further and more purposefully with this deck to see if maybe I can find a way around that. Or maybe I'll just completely meme it and like throw in the original Nazoth and uh, have some fun with it that way. Maybe I'll make a version of both. I don't know. I'm not the greatest. <laughs> I, I am the one person who is a guest on the show who is not very good at a lot of the step building stuff and whatnot. But um, yeah, that's uh, I, I, I think that the it, it's a deck that's been really fun for me to play. I, I do a lot of like Pirate Warrior and a lot of other stuff I have fun with. But in terms of something that was more unique that I came across recently mm-hmm. and actually did a little tinkering with, this is what I wanted to bring onto the show tonight. It looks nice. like a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, if I see Kelthazad in a deck, I'm like, can I try, please? <laughs> <laughs> 
Nice. It's on my like golden craft list for the future, right? I know we're not playing a lot of it right now, but but it sees play from time to time, and it's always so much flavor there. It's on the list. Not yeah. high on the list, but he's on the list. Definitely. Yes, that's one because he's not from PAX. You have to craft him if you want him golden, don't you? Yep. Mm, yeah, that's right. Yep, yep, yep. All right, Hydra. So, what about you? What have you been? Uh, what have you been up to here? Well, so I have been playing a lot of Warrior, and I've been playing a lot of Hunter. So primarily the Quest Pirate Warrior, and also the Quest Hunter. So um, I've got a little breakdown. I don't know if you got the image there, Nate. Um, yeah. Basically, it's almost what I've been playing is what I've been seeing, right? So if you look at <laughs> what I've been playing in the red, we got the the Warrior, and then we have the Green and the Hunter. It's almost like reflected exactly in what my opponents have been playing. So I, I get a lot of mirror matches either way. There's been obviously the druids with the celestial alignment and just a couple little things sprinkled in. Warlock has really dropped off for me. Um, wow. And yes, the, hmm. the warlock that I do see is the even warlock. And I have had the, uh, the Reno versions come in and uh but yeah not a lot of priest anymore i feel like uh since the elusia change i haven't seen as much of the aggressive shadow priest mm-hmm. i don't know if people just dropped off real quick because of the nerf and maybe it'll come back i'm not really sure but it's a super fun deck like i absolutely love that deck and i think you can still you can still play it you just don't get kind of you know delete your opponent's turn yeah. sort of plays anymore People are running Which, the, uh, mm, God, what's the card called? That makes your uh, opponent stuff cost one more. Um, it's this uh, Colt Neophyte. Oh, Colt Neophyte, yeah. You've been adding those to kind of mess with all the hunters. Yeah, and, and, and that'll do it. So, but yeah, it's mostly been, I've been, it seems like it's hunter, 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 hunter. And a lot of it uh, will end up being mirror matches because I've primarily been playing hunter. But I, I I feel like I want to switch it up a bit, and because I hadn't run into any mages, and so I zero asked Nate, wow zero zero mages. So jealous. that's why I, that's why I asked <laughs> Nate the other day. I'm like, are people still playing Ignite Mage? Because I have not been running into it. I've and, asked several times, <laughs> and, and Nate said, yeah, yeah, NHL's got a list. So I I grabbed it, and another major reason for asking was. I noticed that on EU, I was super close to being able to craft the deck mm-hmm. because in, in, I I've played a lot of like tempo mage and whatnot in, in in the past with like flame wakers and stuff. I've got like a lot of mage cards on EU, and I'm like, hey, I wonder if I'm like sort of close to this deck. And I mean, even though it doesn't share that many cards now that I look <laughs> at it, um, I I was literally about. I think like 1100 dust away from crafting it. And I had about 3000 dust in the bank on EU. So I'm like, all right, let's do it. And got NHL fans list. And I just crafted it the other day. And literally, like I said, since I haven't been really facing it, I go to play it and it's like, all right, I've got no help. I don't know what I'm doing. Let's do this. And uh, I won my very first game that I played with it. And I'm like, okay, 100% win rate. I'm awesome. Let's post that on YouTube. <laughs> um, oh, dust bait. I really <laughs> struggle to play this deck. Now, this was about a week ago, I think. And so I'm not sure if the list has morphed at all. But like, this is, yeah, so from about a week ago. 
Yeah, uh, and I've noticed all the lists that I could find only run the single ignite. Like they don't double it up. It's apparently you just only need the one. I think it's for consistency purposes. Like I am not the expert. We'll have to bring well, so that it's always. Like, you don't want to draw the one that's only going to deal two damage. You're going to draw the one that's dealing the more and more and more damage, the exponential damage, I suppose, is yeah. why you want one. The combo itself is not super hard, but the animations are really, like, what kill me here. The APM is is really difficult. Um, I know there have been issues with players essentially, like, violating TOS by disabling animations. Um, yeah. And yep. I, I struggle with this deck. Like, it's super fun to play. I can beat the innkeeper. <laughs> because, yeah. You know, or any sort of, like, PvE content. But it's it's tricky sometimes because I'll run out of time. Uh, so I'm glad I'm glad that it's working for you. But yeah. Maybe we... Well, we'll, we'll see. It, like I said. <laughs> I yeah. hopped it. I played it. I won. Um, maybe it, I, I got the god draw. But um, it'd be fun. Maybe we could do a co-op and we could try to put our heads together and see if we can get an NHL's brain here. And oh, sure. Sure. Yeah. We will have to wrangle somebody in who's better at it than me, but I'm, I, I'm, I'm sure that it can be done. Uh, yeah. I'd love to learn it. Either way. It, it looks fun. It plays fun. And I'm just, is you look at this, the stuff that I've been playing against, I don't know. And the stuff I've been playing, it's been getting a bit stale. You know, I've been playing the same things over and over again. I'm seeing the same things over and over again. Yeah. So it yeah. seemed, it seemed like a good idea to switch it up. Nice. Oh, and I'm uh, about 50 wins away, I think, from the 1,000-win Jaina. So, oh, nice. Yeah, I like that oh, yeah. a lot. That's a, a big incentive to play. <laughs> yeah. Ignite Mage in particular. Yeah, so uh, I could probably zone in on that pretty quickly. Sure. I mean, yeah. if I'm winning, obviously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I yeah, I've been thinking, like, want to make fire themed mage decks but none of the mage heroes look very fiery unless you get that like you know what ones like Kalthuzad are literally about cold instead it doesn't seem very thematic there <laughs> yeah the 1k is i think the fire portrait right that's the, yeah uh, yep. the closest we've got so gonna get gotta get that one but uh sheep how about you what have you been playing yeah well so um schmoopy daddy uh Turn me on to this taunt and biggin uh aggro essentially so it's a it's an aggro druid uh kind of patterned off of the standard taunt aggro druid but you know with embiggen and stuff like that um to you know make it more wild specific mm-hmm. um it's got a one of crypt lord a one of cult neophyte but the rest of it is you know the embiggen package and the standard kind of taunt package with a gray bow and uh razor main battle guard um encumbered pack mules and bone chewer brawlers for that that kind of taunt package it uh cuts the teacher's pet mm-hmm. which uh um standard runs um but obviously we run some other things instead like crypt lord um and the the pirate package to pull uh, hopefully embiggened uh, patches out of the right. deck. So this looks mm. like a really neat kind of mashup of the current version that's in standard right now, but, but adding like the cool cards from wild. Uh, so I kind of love this and I bet you because I, at least for me personally, like 
all of my druid matches were like celestial alignment matches. So I imagine that people mulligan totally wrong for this. So yeah, what I mean, what has your experience been on ladder? Um, it's been kind of hit and miss. Um, like it, most of the the games that I've played on it have been on um you know mobile or tablet. So I don't have like a, a huge um you know kind of uh, stat recording um mm-hmm. i haven't been uh maintaining the uh <laughs> journals that that you did whenever oh, you were yeah. were doing it o- offline um but uh ignite mage pretty much eats eats your breakfast because of the two ice blocks and they can just get there um sometimes pretty quickly um and hunter um just has so much removal and you want to play to the board that hunter can can get there as well um yeah so it's it's been fun but it 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 you know has has some weaknesses in in this particular meta uh unfortunately um and uh whenever i was looking at my opponent's class breakdown from uh, firestone of the the games that i've played on um a computer I've played against more warlock and mage than anything else. Wow. Um, so, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the those are not favorable matchups. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunate. But, yeah, it's been fun. It's been a blast. Um, it's still a really fun deck. It's it's definitely not a meta breaker or anything like that. But uh, it 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 scratches that that aggro druid itch that that I get sometimes, and I I had it, and that scratched it. No, no, no. We can't do that. <laughs> you shouldn't wake the trees, Nate Wolf. <laughs> oh, fun, fun. I yeah, this is I, I love that this is like this crazy um mashup of the standard version where like hadn't seen Greybow being played in anything in wild and ages aside from some kind of like funky Hadronox like taunt death rattle druid sort of thing and so seeing it in an aggro deck is fun um i'll have to goof around with this as well yeah and and it is a blast it definitely has those um uh, kind of taunt synergies with um the uh bone chewer brawl or not bone chewer brawler the um razor main battle guard and then of course you're going wide so odds are you can kind of land something the standard version running teacher's pet honestly makes it a lot more consistent to actually be able to uh, land the uh, Graybo's battle or death rattle. Um, Cause if you play a teacher's pet first and then you play Graybow, if they both die, then the teacher's pets death rattle goes off first and then the Graybow's does. Um, this doesn't have that, so if there's any sort of like AOE that gets them both, or that you know wipes out your entire board, then Graybell's uh, death rattle just kind of goes off, um, uh, you know, not onto anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but odds are, if that's happening, then you're losing anyway. Yeah. So <laughs> unlike in standard, where there's you know less to kind of pull from, your opponents have a a deeper well to pull from to you know continue to wipe your board and or go face so unfortunately uh that that's something that kind of get gets cut for this but also uh, the outs aren't really there to make it 
worthwhile to include to, to cut anything else to include those teachers pets in there yeah very cool yeah all right well uh we're nearing the end of the show here, but let us jump quickly into our weekly challenge. Sheep, do you mind uh, chatting briefly about what, what last week's challenge was? Absolutely. So last week's challenge to um, in honor of Elusive Lucy was um, the largest attacked uh, stealthed minion. So no conceal. Conceal was banned. Um, so we did, in fact, have a winner. With, our winner was Mickle with a 304 <laughs> attack. Uh, it looks like an escaped mana saber. <laughs> yes. So, uh, wow. wow. <laughs> <laughs> I see a, a, a lot of um, divine spirits uh, have been put onto that escaped mana saber uh, on the left over there. So, uh, uh, good job, Mickle. Getting that escaped mana saber to 304 attack <laughs> to is, claim victory. It's pretty juicy. Jeez. Of course, it was a priest with those cards. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I was almost hoping, like, oh, maybe it was like, you know, because Rogue has that, the Shadow Sensei card that we mentioned earlier that, you know, gives the you know, stealth minion plus two, plus two, or what. Like, oh, people go to use those, but. No, of course, you, you can't beat stealth for, uh, I mean, you can't beat priest for building things that are big statted. It's yeah. no, no other class has the tools to outclass the inner fire and divine spirit yet. Yeah, it's it's funny. The, um, from what I can see uh, on the left, and, and there, there may have been more that just didn't make the, the task bar, but there's a power word shield and four divine spirits before inner fire. So there may well have been more buffing that happened that we just didn't see. <laughs> it's possible. Yeah, yeah. Can't do the mental math that quick, but that's it's pretty crazy. 304. Wow. So congratulations, Mickle. Mickle, of course, wins the uh, most valuable prize, which is bragging rights, but of course also wins the two packs on us. So congratulations, Mickle. Very Good nice. Job. That's awesome. Do you guys have any sort of like trophy case or hall of fame for people who win these at all? Uh, you know, I what? know that it would basically be just filled with like the same people all the time. But. Uh, pretty much. You know what? I might add that to the website over the weekend because, like, we I have all of the data and who won and, mm -hmm. and what the challenges were. Like, that would be really interesting. I like that. That's a good question. We have that sort of thing for winners of custom card contests on out of cards. So I was just curious. Hmm. Yeah, we, we could have a. Yeah, we should. I mean, we right from the beginning we did discuss that we would make a Hall of Fame. We haven't done it yet, but yeah, we could totally have a Hall of Fame that just shows who's got the most. Uh, I, I'm sure Mickle is up there. Yeah. <laughs> Mickle, Mickle and, and Ken Ray. Yeah. Mega Mega Mog slash Mega Pog had a whole bunch in the beginning, like a lot. Right. Uh, yeah. There's. There's a few few people with with a lot of wins out there. I saved we we have everything saved, so the data is all there. Uh, it's just a matter of compiling it, which can can be done without too much difficulty. So I'll have to do that. But I, I like the idea of of uh, preserving it for posterity. 
it'd be fun actually it'd be fun to look on later and see hey okay this was the winner but like anyone want to dunk on him like get a bigger one <laughs> Just, <laughs> so it'd be kind of fun and it makes yeah. those bragging rights that much sweeter when you can point to your trophy on the wall at the website like no see that's, that's me i did that you know what i like that because i i look at you know, I've been trying to make leaderboards the last couple of months, and it's always fun to go to the website. It's like, that's my name. That's my name up there. <laughs> uh, I, I I appreciate that comment. I'll I'll uh, commit to doing that for sure. I know I'll never get up there, but it's still really fun to have. Hey, you never know. You never know. Uh, you, I, I believe in you. You can yeah, you get there one of these days. Thanks, Nate. <laughs> I just need the right challenge that fits with the crazy ways that I think, I guess. <laughs> yeah. All right. Speaking of uh, crazy challenges, the way you think, let's talk about this week's challenge. So the theme, of course, with this week's episode is corruption. Uh, so what do you think, Goliath? How do you want to do this? We want to we want to talk about playing corrupted cards, right? Mm-hmm. What uh, What sort of challenge do you have in mind here? Oof, uh, let's see here. I thought that was just giving the idea and you take it from there. But, uh, <laughs> hey, I will edit this part later. We can think on the fly. Um, yeah, I don't know. So typically what I'd like to make it challenging because what, what always ends up happening is we say um, play the biggest minion or the biggest stat minion or the most minions. Um, yeah. And so... But I, I definitely want to keep the theme of corrupted cards no. for sure. Yeah. Here's one that might be uh, pretty challenging for people. I'm not certain. How about the most unique corrupted mm-hmm. cards on your side of the board at the same time? Like, it can't just be that you play your carnival clown and that fills the board <laughs> or something. Is that the biggest ones? Like, no, you want even the ones that ordinarily you think are pretty useless as corrupted cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, whatever ones your class, your chosen class provides, all of the neutral ones, if you can manage it, just what, what whatever you can do for... But then what should we do if multiple people manage to fill their boards with uh, each of them being a different class? Should we go for higher stats or what? Hmm. Yeah, higher stats is is typically the the tiebreaker there for mm-hmm. sure. And this will be uh, playing the, the uh, Dark Moon Fair version of Yasharaj is probably going to be something that a lot of people want to do because that gives you the ability to kind of invest during the game where you're playing the Corrupted Minions. Then, oh, I can play them for zero now yeah. by taking these new copies. So it's probably going to be a way a lot of people want to do it. But then the question is... How can you build it where you can survive long enough to play that with a deck constructed that way that you need so many different types, key, different types of corrupted cards? I like like that. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, because, you know, when you play the new Yasiraj, like, you you get to play all these corrupted cards for zero, but you have to have corrupted them previously or played Mm -hmm. them previously and so there's the mm-hmm. challenge. Like you got to survive long enough to actually drop all of these cards. Um, this reminds me of getting the play X amount of corrupted cards quest that mm-hmm. you would get, and I'd be on either EU or Asia where I have limited, you know, cards. And so I just type corrupt and just 
throw everything in the deck. Yeah. You're talking about the default way I make all my decks. Uh, insert keyword. That's how I had to do it. Um, yeah. But then, so what mode should this be allowed in then? Yeah, okay. So to participate, uh, you've got to build this deck. Uh, it could be any class. You, you've got to play the games in either uh, ladder, on the ladder, or in casual. Uh, however, you cannot play them against a friend. You cannot play them against the innkeeper. You cannot play them against the computer or any other sort of PvE content because uh, it's just a little bit too easy. Uh, that being said, we don't want to force you to tank your rank either. So, yeah, play it on ladder. Play it uh, in casual. Uh, take a screenshot. Post it in our Discord. We've got a channel called Weekly Challenge. Um, and uh, that's it. That's it. And then uh, for next week's show, we will take a look at the screenshots and uh, whoever has got the uh, the board with the most diverse minions. Uh, and then we will default to biggest stats. Uh, but but specifically looking for these minions who don't see a lot of play, you know, I would love to see something other than strong man and corrupt and, and carnival clown, right? Yeah, uh, it would be great to see some of the funky ones that that don't see play very often. So Dark Moon statue is one that comes to mind that I never see play. Hey, there we go. All right, it's got to include at least Dark Moon statue. You heard it here. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and so, yes, it, join join our Discord. The easiest way to find the Discord is go to our website, which is borntobewildhs.com. Click on the, the link that says find us, and there's a link to our Discord there. Uh, within the Discord, there's a bunch of channels, but there's one channel called Weekly Challenge. You post your screenshot there in time for next week's show. So submission before 6 p.m. Pacific next Friday, which uh, would be... October the 15th. So, yeah, we'll pick the winner uh, live on next week's show. The winner gets two packs on us. And uh, more importantly, they get bragging rights, right? You did the thing. And, hey, uh, you pr probably end up on our website, too. <laughs> so, on the new Hall of Fame. Right? I love it. I love it. That'll be my weekend project. Uh, not to distract me from the mixer and the soundboard. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just about to say. No, I, I'll... The, I have, I have, I, the, the wheels are spinning. I already have an idea for this. It, it won't be that hard, uh, oh, goody, goody, goody. but, but it'll, this will be great. And this will give me a chance to post the screenshots and give people bragging rights and then go look at the hall of fame. I love it. I love it. Um, very cool. All right, everybody. Well, that about wraps it up for us. Uh, before we finish the show, I want to say a few Quick but important thank you. So first and foremost uh, to Shokunin, who is the executive producer of our show. Uh, he's been a longtime friend and supporter. And so just thank you so much for your continued support and patronage. We we appreciate you uh, very, very much. And also to the patrons of our show. So big shout out and thank you to Disruptor108, Claudette G, Daniel B, Wildcard, Aramorn, Ben from Work, Turtle Boy, and Number Theory. Thank you very, very much. If anybody out there watching the show uh, live or on YouTube, listening to the show on any sort of um, podcast uh, website or app uh, or our website for that matter, uh, who's interested in supporting us financially, we do have a Patreon. You can visit our website at borntobewildhs.com. If you click on the find us page, there is a link to the Patreon um, 
and uh, we will happily take your donations. Uh, they're not required, but always appreciated. Uh, lastly, if you're somebody who's on Twitch a lot, we do have several very cute emotes made by the incredibly talented and artistic Christina Oe. We've got several uh, funny emotes that you can use uh, by subscribing to us on Twitch. Yeah. Um, my final big giant thank you is to our good friend Goliath the Dwarf uh, just for hanging out with us tonight, donating your time and energy, uh, providing us these wonderful stories. And uh, it's always a pleasure to have you on. Uh, looking forward to working with you again in the future. And uh, yeah, just thank you. Uh, thank you for, for hanging out with us tonight. It's always really fun to hear the lore behind these cards that we love so much. My pleasure. I always love coming on to these, and I'm looking forward to uh, after we get our mini set announcement and when we get our third expansion of the year. That's always a really great cap off. There's going to be so many topics for us to cover in the near future, plus finding time to get the future Lore God episodes in. We're, we're going to have uh, a, a lot of fun in our work cut out for us for the next little while on these. I can't wait. Hey, definitely. Excitement abounds. So, Goliath, uh, for people who want to uh, check you out, follow follow you uh, online, or, or check out more of your content, I know that you write for Out of Cards. Where can people um, find you? Right. So, uh, yes, if you are interested in these lore stories, and if you would like a uh, slightly more summarized version of the story of all of the old gods in general, uh, you can actually find an article that I wrote about that and many other topics at Out of Dot Cards. It's a Hearthstone fan site. We're always uh, slowly growing, and uh, we always get real excited for uh, people to come and comment on our stuff and uh, uh we're always looking for you know uh, more people to submit their own decks to the sides and lo lots lots of great stuff you can get involved in we have custom card contests as well uh that we just started a new season on of uh, the very uh, uh spooky theme going on i believe though I, I can't remember exactly what it is but you can find my stuff uh, under the uh, lore section, and we have lore forums if you want discussions on all that. So yeah, that's the main place you can find and interact with me. I'm present in uh, the Discord server, in the Born to be Wild Discord server, if you want to reach out uh, for me that way. I don't really do much social media. I've considered trying to get back into streaming, but my uh, work schedule is so unpredictable all the time, I haven't been able to find a way to get into it. If yeah. you do want to find me on Twitch for some reason, it is uh, just uh, Goliath the Dwarf, uh, capital letter in uh, Goliath in the and Dwarf, all one word there. Um, that's probably pretty much all uh, all other places worth mentioning at the moment. <laughs> very, very cool. All right. Well, we've got you hooked now. We did part one. Now we have to do the other three parts. At least. <laughs> we, we already <laughs> called it part one. Yeah. <laughs> we did. <laughs> very, very cool. All right. Sheep, where can people find you around the internet? Yeah, I can be found around the internet at Electric Sheep City at places where that fits. Like Twitch. <laughs> and at e Sheep City at places where that doesn't fit. Like it, Twitter. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Soja base. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> and so was having Goliath here this evening. That Definitely. was also so good. It's it's always a blast hanging out with you and and getting to uh, not not just like 
be info dumped on, but like, you know, listen to the story and, and kind of like engage with it that way. And it, it makes it go from just like a, Oh, that's neat to like, Oh cool. What happens next? So thank you very style. much. For, yeah. So thank you very much for, for sharing your, your wealth of knowledge with us and doing so and, and such a, an engaging and, and, like it, it's a storytelling experience that you you guide us on. So thank you so much for spending your evening with us, Goliath. Yes, delighted. So what about you, Hydra? Where around the internet can you be found? You can all find me on Twitter and Twitch at Hydralisk underscore HS, and in our Discord, which I highly recommend if you're listening to the show and you have not popped in there yet, you are really missing out on a great community. If you want to talk Wild Hearthstone, if you want to you know, just have a nice community to interact with. We are quite an active server. We've got a lot of members in there that are talking about all sorts of different decks and life in general. So hop on in if you haven't done so already. It's a vibrant, fun community and it's just peaceful and it's great. And I I can't promote it or talk about how good it is anymore. It's just, (laughs) it's a fun place to be. It really, really is. So please come check it out. And we've got people like the wonderful Goliath the Dwarf that are in there and maybe maybe he'll promote one of his uh, I've just invented this now, but a baking stream in there. And, um, <laughs> I'd watch it. But yeah, no, come check us out there. It's, it's a lot of fun. How about you, Nate? Where can people find you? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty active on Twitter at NateWolfTCG. It's N-A-T-E-W-O-L-F-E-T-C-G. Uh, and then of course, uh, our website, check us out on our website, which is born to be wild hs.com. And, uh, from there, I also echo, um, Hydra's, uh, sentiment about the discord. It's, it's very active. We have a lot of fun there. Uh, so yeah, check it out. Uh, again, everything kind of, uh, go to our website, all the links are there, but the discord has been so much fun, uh, especially just chatting with people. Uh, we, we kind of heckle each other. We share deck lists. Uh, we talk about co-op. movies and we've been doing a lot of co-op lately, which has been a lot of fun. I really enjoy it. Um, sometimes, you know, this past week I didn't really get to do a whole lot. Um, it was, it's, it's hard to make time sometimes, but there's always people hanging around. Uh, we've got a co-op channel. If you're interested in playing with other people, it's kind of my most fun way to play or, if I'm sitting um, like camping out at High Legend, I don't want to play like I'd love to watch someone else play or talk through games and stuff. And it's really fun. So, yeah, I recommend that. Absolutely. Very, very cool. Uh, as a final note for the show, uh, we've been doing some shout outs. And so I would like to start off and give a big shout out to my good friend Blue Train, who uh, is kind of my go to for co-oping decks. Um I, I love just hang, hanging out and learning and, and hanging out. We uh, talk a lot and it's been a lot of fun. We spent a lot of time together over the past week. Uh, but also I, I wanted to give a big shout out to uh, my, my good friends here, Sheep and Hyder, because we didn't do the show last week and I missed you guys. And it was like, Aww. it was, it was weird not doing it. And I uh, very happy to be back and, and uh, really, you know, enjoy the time together. And also to you, Goliath, I really appreciate um I don't think everyone necessarily realizes like when we do these lore shows, there is a lot of homework going on behind the scenes and primarily (laughs) being done by Goliath over here. Um, Yes. And uh, you know, like he, 
it, it may appear that he just knows the stuff, you know, off the top of his brain, but like there is research involved. And so I, I very much appreciate your hard yes. work. And uh, it is. If anyone wants to conduct similar research, I strongly recommend getting your hands on the Warcraft Chronicle books. They do a good job at summarizing a lot of stuff. One of my primary resources for first getting into everything. But of course, you need to supplement a lot of stuff from wikis as well, which isn't always the easiest to pull together from all the different pages. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, hey, Hydra, yeah, anybody you'd like to uh, shout out before we end the show tonight? Yeah, you know, I have been really, really excited for the fact that there's a new mode coming into the game, whether it flops or whether it's the most fun thing in the world. I want to shout out Team 5 for adding to this game to giving us more things to do with the characters that come out of Warcraft and they're even throwing some Diablo in there. I love that there's more ways to engage with these characters and play this game. And I'm just really, really excited to try it. I like, I, I haven't been this excited for a new mode or something in the game in a while. And just the fact that it's coming, they're throwing effort into this kind of stuff, showing that they really do love Hearthstone and they're not letting it, you know, just fade away, you know, dying game, right? Like they're they're adding to this. They're they're making it this this bigger and better thing all the time. And that makes me really happy for the future of the game and something I'm really happy to be a part of in this community. So thank you to the team. Nice, nice. Very cool. What about you, Sheep? Anybody that you would like to uh, shout out before we end the show tonight? Absolutely. So I would like to shout out our good friend Schmoopy Daddy. Um, so from subbing in for me uh, for this week's wild THL match uh, to providing me with the aggro druid list that that I was playing just, you know, this pretty much most most of the season so far. Uh, Schmoopy Daddy has been the real MVP um, uh, for, for me th this week uh, as he is many weeks. So uh <laughs> Many thanks to you, uh, exalted father of the superlative Schmoopy. So, <laughs> shout outs to Schmoopy Daddy. Very, very good. All right. Well, Goliath, you get the final word tonight. Is there anybody that you would like to shout out before we wrap up the show? So much in particular, except uh, I'd like to give a huge thank you to all of you guys for uh, letting me on the show time and time again i enjoy being here just as much as you say you like having me on this is talking about something that i love and i guess a, a shout out uh again to the out of cards website who is was kind of my first big foray into getting into the real community aspect of hearthstone gave me some great writing experience that actually helped to get the job that i have now and they're, they're constantly uh as I said, expanding and uh, hopefully even going to uh, cover even more games. Like if you like uh, Magic or Legends of Root and Tara, there's stuff over there for that too. So again, I'd just like to give a shout out to the Born to be Wild and Out of Cards communities. You, you guys uh, have all, both the uh, communities have been so great for getting me into the community aspect for a game that I would have just done by myself otherwise pretty much. Nice, nice. Awesome. Hey, wiser words were never spoken. You heard that on Born to be Wild.
There was an ancient god who ruled the Black Empire. He was big as a city and his body reached higher. Of all corruption lords, he was strongest and most feared. With his faceless minions and insectoid gear. Then the titans found the world he lived on and sought to purchase evil. Because of their great size, they made that star armies to battle and cease his great upheaval. Yaya Yashiraj with corrupted entourage, their armies' minds he did commandeer. Yaya Yashiraj drove them mad with the mirage, the titans knew they must interfere. Great hands came from the sky, the titan Amuntho, and he tore out the old god away from the world's soul. Yashiraj's body broke, but his rage would never end, and his evil shah spirits would forever haunt the land. From the hole that by his black foundation stood a churning magic sea, that would be known by later generations as the well of eternity. Yaya Yashiraj dying but saved with the Shah, the titans locked his dark heart away. Yaya Yashiraj discovered by the Yokerash, he drove him mad and led him astray. Infused with the power of the old god, the tyrant warchief Garrosh launched a campaign of terror that caused the Horde to rebel and stand with the alliance against him. Rebellion and war against the tyrant's rule With the old god's might he was perilous and cruel To rule all as a rock was his one and only aim And his visions of conquest would see all the world aflame Drawing on the dark god's mighty power The orc grew evil tentacles and eyes But the heart suffered a fatal failure And met its great demise Yaya Yashiraj faded like a mirage, his heart was drained, his echo did fade. Yaya Yashiraj, no more heart and no more shah, the great evil was fully unmade. Yaya Yashiraj, mightiest of the old gods, his legacy sowed terror and fear. Yaya Yashiraj made his mark on all who saw. Until at last he did disappear. All oh, those old gods. <laughs>